spirit. Don't say that I'll start to cry and that wouldn't be good for my image. We don't want it. We don't want it. It's been known, but we're going to deal with a lot better. Sometimes treated in the military. Well, let's talk about can be. I think the under Supreme Court precedent, right? There's a Supreme Court decision that said that American citizens who collaborated with Nazi saboteurs were tried by the military. Is that correct? That is correct. I think a couple of them were executed. A couple of them were executed. A couple of them were executed. Yeah. So if anybody doubts, there's a long-standing history in this country that your constitutional rights follow you wherever you go, but you don't have a constitutional right to turn on your own government and collaborate with the enemy of the nation. Nobody knows the system better than me. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret society. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I see it already. Miss Blanche. Are you drunk? No. Yes. What's up, Christian Martin? What's up, Mr. Will, Miss Blanche? Mr. Matthews, Miss Kim, what's going on, everybody? Glad to see you join us. Ain't drunk just yet. Invisible enemy. Here in about an hour, we're gonna be meeting. For a while, but we win. We win. That's beautiful. These are beautiful, wonderful children. What? Oh, Mr. Andy Cassidy. Well, you guys know. Uh, also live in YouTube land. YouTube land. We do love you. We did, and we still do. President Donald J. Trump. That's right. Tonight, I'm going to discuss a little bit of craziness. Tell you what, the legends and the myth. Myths, I should say myth. The legends and the myths. Of the Devil's Tower in Mount Shasta. Here a little bit later, I got a got a call in. Also gonna come in. It's gonna appear. Well, she might not appear right there, but we're bringing her in here anyway. These are my two topics, Brainiacs: myths and legends of Mount Shasta and the Devil's Tower. You guys, if you know of some, some things like like this, myths and legends of uh, areas. Okay, areas of like strange highness and high strangeness and ufo phenomena maybe even some um, spiritual warfare going on up in there you guys feel free to go call the studio we'll get you live on the air and you can share your guys's uh your guys's 
legends and myths with me. Because every you know this this is this is what brings us all together. This is what brings down the the facade and the illusions of ain't nothing going on, ain't nothing going on. Well, let me tell you what, man. There's been some crazy whacked out <coughs> going on for a long, long time. Thing is, is we're just now being kind of told about it. You know, we're just now being told about the the uh, you know. Let's see what what was it? Uh, two thousand two thousand eighteen. I do believe two thousand eighteen, December seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. We were just made. We were just made aware. Excuse me. The entire world was just made aware that the Pentagon had got videos. Well, we know that they had videos. I mean, <coughs> they had released video footage of of a whistleblowing F fifteen pilot and. You know, it, it ain't like you can cover that up, especially whenever you know they come out right and just say, "Sorry, Captain. Well, I done like uh, screwed up here and released video footage of high strangeness." And then Captain be saying, "Well, what kind of video footage did you release, son?" And he, you know, he's like showing you, "Oh, well, I kind of released this." And you know, I I know you guys know exactly which video I'm talking about. I've I've showed you, you brainiacs many 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 times, and that's the kind of high strangeness, the, the high strangeness that's been going on for quite some time, both over Mount Shasta, as well as the Devil's Tower. Now, I said that to say this: high strangeness and the phenomena, the UFO phenomena. I've got a couple listeners within the community that seem to think or believe that the UFO phenomena is exactly the phenomena. It's it's demonic. It's 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 paranormal activity on a extraterrestrial uh, level. Let's just say that an extraterrestrial level. We all I mean again the 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 days where you know, the days where, hi, Tara, do you believe in UFOs? Those days are long gone. Long gone. The days now are, hey, Andy, have you seen one? Hey, Tara, have you seen some? And I know you have. I know Tara has. Mr. Will, you guys exactly, you guys, every everybody knows what I'm talking about. The, the days where we're, we're questioning one another, well, do you guys believe? Those days are long Buried in history. I didn't say his story. I said history. History. We are making history. Now, now things are speeding up. The phenomenon now is out there and is gathering momentum, is gathering steam, and is getting to the point where they cannot cover it up. It's getting to the point where, hell, they can't even cover up their own reptilian species. Ha! 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 Imagine that shit, right? They are grasping at straws. They're trying to figure out what the hell to do. They're blocking out and blotch, blotting out the sun. You got China making another sun, trying to block out the black hole sun or the other sun. That's right, the second sun that you can see in the morning time. Will this be the unethical, unknown orbital of Nibiru? Never know. You know, that is, that is also a legend in its own self. Planet Nibiru, right? And... 
you guys, I know right now the Matrix Breakers and, and everybody that's, that's followed the podcast for the years that you have, we spoke about Nibiru. We spoke about the great planet, the unknown outsourced planet, the, the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki, those from in which heaven came to create humanity, right? You know what? These people are back. That's right, they're back. And on top of being back, you know what? There's nothing, nothing that the powers that can be can do. Literally nothing. These guys are shitting their pants in D.C. In fact, they're crapping their pants all over the globe. Because the things that's going on right now, the high strangeness that's going on, the phenomena, the phenomena, whatever you want to call it, right? Paranormal activity is so great and it's coming at everybody so fast, they do not know what to do. They do not know what to do. So, nevertheless, with that being said, you know, Mount Shasta is a wonderful, wonderful place. It's got some very, very intriguing legends and myths that go with it. Sitting here reading uh, what Mr. Richard Roller is saying. Saying UFOs are fake is like saying Joe Biden's real. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd say that again. Uh, yeah. That's, that's some funny shit right there, Richard. <laughs> Where in the hell's my soundbar when I want it? Where is it at? There it is. There's my soundbar. I need. I need to get to that. That. That Mr. Um, Jeremy Martin made me. That was funny. That deserves a laugh. All right. <laughs> God damn. That was good. That was definitely good. Nib. Nibu. Nibu. Yeah. Tara. Kristen Martin's going pop. She's she's popping popcorn. Kristen, you want to see some? You know what? The phenomena of the UFO, it goes like this: you gotta really truly believe, truly believe, before you'll see. I, at least I remember, I remember that whenever um, you know, you kind of you know, really like gotta let it in because that is kind of like that is a Christian belief system. Maybe I don't know. Or you got to let go of the Christian belief system before you'll actually experience the paranormal to the degree in which a lot of a lot of us have actually experienced it. Or even the UFO phenomena. But nevertheless, the UFO phenomena at the Devil's Tower, it goes back many, 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 many years and years ago. Our ancestors, your ancestors, when it comes to the, to the Devil's Tower, I want to talk about a legend in which they... they are known and what you're looking at here is it is it actually rock is this a rock formation right or is this a petrified tree stump i want you to think about what i just said think about what i just said for a second and look at the image that i just shared right look at it for a second what does your heart tell you because these giant towers are all over the planet, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you that, don't, don't take my word for it. I want you to look it up. 
So I want you to research what I'm about to share with you, Brains. This specific rock formation, right, is known throughout history, or we've been told that that's all it is, is rock and volcano. But I'm going to tell you that my own heart says it's something completely different. And the reason why I say that is because my ancestors, your ancestors, called this the rock tree. That's what they called this. The indigenous and our ancestors, the legend goes back to where this giant rock was once a tree. Now, what's funny is if, in fact, it was a tree, it was thrown in front of our faces in the movie Avatar by the great tree. You guys remember that movie? Who, who, could, who could forget about that movie? Okay, that was an absolutely amazing, amazing movie. But what I'm saying here, Brainiacs, is there's more going on in front of our eyes in front of our faces, okay, and hidden behind our backs. That's the crazy thing. And it's like, the more and more and more you point these things out, well, depending on if you truly, truly believe this standpoint and you stand on it and you're on, I will argue this to the grave and yada, yada, yada. There's people in mental institutions because of what I'm talking about. Did you know that? They will have your asses locked up if you are these days now spreading propaganda about this strange highness and high strangeness. But yet, what? look, look right here. This specific little photo. That was a capture from a pilot of an F-15 from the United States Air Force. Okay? Many, 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 many of us have seen UFOs that, or things that we cannot explain. And I'm going to tell you now, one more time, you are not alone. By seeing these things, believing in these things, your brothers and sisters right here in the sandbox chat have seen them, we believe in them, and you're not alone when it comes to sharing your crazy-ass stories with the rest of these brainiacs. You're just not. You're not alone. You're not alone. Now, are you alone when it comes to the demonic infiltration and the, the craziness of the, you know, the demonic wonder around the world? No, you're not crazy about that either. But where, where in line is the truth? Because each one of us, each one of us has got our own, own experiences. But these experiences about high strangeness and UFO phenomena have gone back since the 40s, the 30s. The movie that you guys are, are watching, this little clip, right, that you're watching, these are, these are like little, little snippets from the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Now, I truly, personally believe that the man that wrote this movie, as well as Star Trek, right? And Stargate, 
These people know things. These people know things and are sharing things with you. See, this is the thing. The cabal, right? The evil, the evil cabal, the Red Shoot Club, the satanic elite, all of these things, whether you believe them to be real or not, we can truly, truly sweep these things under the rug, but they're not going away. They're not going away. It's a lot like why in the hell DC, the inner circle of DC is fenced in. Why is it fenced in? What are, what are they scared of, brains? They're scared of something. And I'm just, I'm saying it's not, it's not that they are scared of the, I don't know, probably 75 million, 75 million pissed off patriots that did vote for Trump. No, no. I believe, I personally believe that they are flipping their shit because that veil is dropping. That veil is dropping and there's now, there's now no way, no way in hell that they're able to cover it up, okay, by their propaganda, by their facade of this illusion that we ain't alone. We're definitely not alone. If any of you guys seen um, the C-SPAN video clip, it's like little clips, right? The C-SPAN clip where, um, what was it? The C-SPAN the C-SPAN clip of the the Viri gathering, the pandemic. Look at this. These people in this in these these little them photos, they're not even fucking human. I mean, in, in fact, they're so goddamn reptilian, you can't cover it up. You can't cover their ugly asses up with a mask. And a mask is pretty big. I mean, I've seen some pretty sexy faces covered up with a mask. I'm going, man, she got some sexy eyes. But I'm saying, these masks now cover their face from point A to point B, ear to ear, nose mask and all you see is the the tops of their nose to their forehead and i'm talking green and you can tell they're not real they ain't real folks these people are not real they're reptilian and the it's like i'm saying the veil of illusion is dropping Something is keeping the shroud of illusion, delusion, the facade, right? Something, something's keeping the facade of not seeing, uh, you know, not seeing sweetheart, tart girlfriend over there that don't look like, don't look like a, girl, a reptilian now, but holy shit, she is, she truly is. I'm serious. You can't make this shit up. If you think I'm kidding, look up. Look up the C-SPAN video on YouTube, or look it up on look them up on Facebook of C-SPAN reptilians. This is what I'm talking about. These people, these I can't to, uh, to hell with people. Hang on, I I need to. Uh, that was an uh, that was a laugh. I should have just laughed at myself. <laughs> that is a mockery. Okay, these are not people. <laughs> okay. And all I'm saying is whatever the hell machine that they had 
that kept the dimensions from us seeing them, realizing what they are. Whatever machine, computer, I, I force, uh, ceremony, whatever it was that they were using, all I can say to you is it's crashed. It's, it's done. It's done. Now, what are, what are they going to do now? I'm not quite sure. But I'm telling you now, within your sandboxes that you're in right now, whether it be your fate, you're in the Matrix Minds media sandbox, or whether you're in the YouTube sandbox, it does not matter which sandbox you're in. All I'm telling you is somebody in them, somebody in them um, sandboxes, right? Somebody you can talk to. They know that that what I'm telling you, I'm telling you as real fact. These some bitches are real. And the legends and the myths that go along with all of these places, the de whether it be the Devil's Tower or whether it be Mount Shasta, I'm telling you, they all know. I got to see. Let's see. I got to. I just, I just missed my calling, girl. Damn it, man. Um, anyway, I just told her, I said, we're live, man. Where are you at? Where are you at? I don't know. Do it. But anyway, nevertheless. Again, back, back on track. You know, the, the illusion, like I, like I said, the illusion is done. There's nothing really much more that they can do. They're trying right now. I do know they're trying like hell right now to mass rush. I can't even say the word. I'll just, you know, make the motion here. Stick everybody, right? Get everybody domicile under control. To where you're almost sitting in a corner drooling on your freaking self, pissing your pants, wiping shit on the walls. So you see what I'm saying? This is where and how they this is how they want you. They want you, they want you like that. They want you like that so that you will you will conform. They want you that way so that you aren't going to buck okay and they also want you domicile and, and, and under their control when big daddy comes back all right i am indeed joined once again by my dear friend good friend who is also going to talk with us a little bit about the devil's tower and mount shasta you've heard me guys rant for about the last 30 minutes about this Miss Raffaella George Smith is back in the house. Hello, Miss Raffaella George Smith. How are you, my love? How are you doing? Oh, hi. So sorry I'm late. I ended up having to do something, and then coming back, I didn't realize it was already past the time, but I apologize for hello, that. Hello, um, hello. So did you guys cover Mount Jasta already? Oh, you should... <clears throat> You know what? I kind of, I kind of did, but I didn't. All I'm telling everybody is there is there is myths and there is legends of high strangeness 
of paranormal phenomena that they have been trying to cover up for quite some time now and our ancestors and our you know the indigenous they they've known they've shared these myths they've shared these legends and these stories to the, to the point where we know what's going on we kind of know you know the story between the story but yet you know it's all it's all whitewash it's just a bunch of bullshit it's all hierarchy ah man but right and now, as you just come in, hang on, as you just come in, you heard me saying that they're trying to rush things so fast now because the illusion, the facade, the illusions, the, 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 uh, I'm sorry, the veil, the veil is coming down, Raph, and there's nothing these people uh -huh. can do about it. It's here, man. The veil is coming down. I just, just now got done talking about the... Uh, pictures that's floating around YouTube and Facebook of C-SPAN, right? Where these these some bitches, you can't cover them up. They are they are so reptilian, you can't cover them up. Even the mask won't cover them up. They're they're green. They're they're definitely reptiles. They are not human. <clears throat> yeah, there there's different um, ET groups that own Mount Chasta. And, you know, like, I deal with shamans and, and healers, and I know some people from there that whose family have lived there their whole lives. So they would say for centuries these people were living on Mount Shasta, and they have everything you need to know you can find out through them. But... Let me start with my story because, like, I can only tell you what I know. I cannot elaborate on things that I don't know. I was meant to go to Mount Chasta in 2003, and I was meeting a lady there that is the guardian of Mount Chasta, and uh, she was she was supposed to be my guide, but it, it, that's, then she passed away. And there was a lot of issues because, uh, you know, different people in the family were going to take over the position of, of directing the other shamans up the mountain. And so the Wintu people uh, were the ones that had that situation going. And my interest with them was because I, when I went to Peru, listen to this, this is very important. All the mountains connect. Wait, wait. I'm going to say wait, that again. Repeat that. What? Every, every single mountain in this planet connect. There is an invisible line between them. And so if you were in a specific place on that mountain and you did your, your, your ritual, the people in Peru, especially in Machu Picchu, can either partake and listen to or cross-reference spiritually with you. And I'm, I'm talking, this is thousands of years ago, and even happening now, they're not using cell phones and the technology that we have today, but they're using what they call kinetic portals. So if you're on Mount Chasta, Mount Ida, Mount Rainier, if you're in any other part of the world, 
and you decide you want to connect with this mountain and that mountain, you have to go. First, they, they expressed to me that, and this is what I did in Mexico, and it was extremely successful. I have to show you those pictures. Yeah. It's before you go on a mountain, you have to go to the caves. And the problem why I didn't end up going to Mount Chasta is that nobody can show me a cave. I know the Wintu people, they said somebody did and had a new, but they didn't give me a mm -hmm. uh, certainty that they knew of caves that were not already publicized, you know, with lighting and equipment. And so they have, they have the Pluto caves and different caves down there. And they were commercialized, so I didn't want those caves. I wanted someone to take me to a cave that they have found themselves. So Mount Chasta never uh, materialized for me. So I never went there. Right. But I'm telling you the thing, why I, I, I made all the research and, and got ready to go was because of what the Peruvians were telling me about Mount Chasta. Right. Right, right. And so, so here's the thing. If you want to go on the mountain, first of all, you have to know why. In biblical times, God talked to everybody on the mountain. That was Jacob. That was Enoch. You know, that was, uh, what's the other dude? That was very smart. Um, dude. Did you? <laughs> I know. Are, are you talking uh, about Moses? They say Moses. 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 They all went on the mountain to talk to God. Right. So automatically, doesn't matter what name the mountain is or how high, of course, the higher the better, you need to do that pilgrimage. And here's the word pilgrimage. People would go, if, if the Vikings came to America, the first thing they want to do is talk to Odin. So they are going to do the hike and find the mountain to go there and do their thing and then do whatever else they came to do. The pilgrimage to the mountain by people who are a feeling spirit is the number one thing that you have to do. But the sacredness, the becoming sacred to get on the mountain first has to happen in a cave. Hmm. Okay. All mountains have caves. So I, I, I would have I went to a mountain. Any mountain that I've been to, I end up having a secluded cave somewhere, and I couldn't get anybody to help me find one on Manchester. So I didn't make the trip. <laughs> But the predominant thing for anybody who's looking for spirituality is the key factor is <laughs> when you are going to go to the mountain, you need to know why you want to go on the mountain. The mountain is going to open to you if you have a valid reason. A lot of people go on the mountains, they go skiing. And they, they, they go to very beautiful locations and they ski. And those people will never tell you that they had a, a pragmatic spiritual experience. 
because it wasn't on their mindset. What was on their mindset was to ski. Unless you were skiing, and in the way of skiing, you started thinking about your dead grandma and had some kind of connection spiritually in your thought that would connect you to the energy of the mountain, then you had a, what I call, a spiritual response. Right. So I say to everybody, going up on the mountain isn't going to do nothing to you unless going up on the mountain is a pilgrimage, which means you're going there for a specific spiritual reason. You, you want to connect with God. Why are the mountains so important? Because the air is thinner, and in thin air, it is the same as if you were on uh, DMT. Your, your senses are heightened, and therefore, you can open yourself to other dimensions. And that's the thing. On the mountain, it's easier to open the dimensional veils where you can cross, you can get communication, and it won't be just in your mind. On the mountain, it becomes physical. That's how I ended up knowing the Green Mothers. I ended up not on a mountain, but on top of a pyramid. You see? Where there weren't any mountains, check this out. Where they weren't any mountains, what did the gods do? They built structures. The Tower of Babel was the highest point in that region, and that was a holy site. If you, if you go to the pyramids, if you stand at the base of the pyramid, you don't have to climb to the top because if you're sitting on one of the boulders and you and you open yourself to it, the conduit is going to come directly to you. Makes, yeah, I, makes sense. I was privileged enough. Yeah, so, so Machu Picchu is up on a mountain. If you go to Tibet, that's up on a mountain. All of the temples that have real, powerful, successful... Uh, spiritual connections are high up on mountains. The higher the elevation, the more you have to train, because to Machu Picchu you have to drink, you know, the matcha tea, so that it's like cocaine leaves, and so it relaxes you, and it, it gets your lungs to breathe a little lower, so that you can deal with the thin air, or you're going to have, you know, high altitude sickness, and you can be throwing up with diarrhea and disoriented. Many things can happen, and you can also die. Right. So, so Mount Shasta for me was very important to go to. But I curtailed it because I got the message in, in, in uh, Peru about Manchasta from the Peruvian shamans. They told me if I went there, that how to do the ceremony, that they would hear me. I did this in Arizona, and I, met, and I, I channeled those uh, shamans in um, Peru and then made the trip. I didn't know them, but I saw the, what they were wearing, and I researched what I saw in the vision, and then I realized that that was Machu Picchu, Peru, 
And so I took my students up there. And so the problem with Mount Shasta for me right now that I would have to really find the right um, people to take me and find this cave is the battle between, between the Wintu and the Shasta nation with the New Agers. And, you know, I, I am not too fond of the New Agers because I am an ancient seeker. You know, and my priesthood extends itself to many different ancient lines. Now, the New Agers are saying that they go up there and they can feel the Lemurians, and they can feel uh, St. Germain, and they can feel this and this and that. Right. Well, but a lot none of them of say that. But none of those things. See, if, if, I, if I read the accounts, and if you read... Uh, on on the uh, the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Incas, they talk about mountains. They're sacred mountains to them, so they know all the sacred mountains all over the world because they have attuned themselves to it. Now the Mayans and the Incas used to be able to go and trek from South America all the way up to Mount Chasta, but of course they're not going to tell you that because. They're not going to tell you that Mexico, the people of Mexico, uh, before the United States took over, used to be able to do that kind of cross-continental movement just to feel the spirit on the other side. That's big. Can you imagine well, with, with, with maybe... A, a, a horse or a walking that you would spend half a lifetime to get from one mountain to the other? Right. Rafi, does any of that con yep. connect with UFO phenomena? Out of curiosity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get to I'm going to get to that. I'm gonna get to so that. Okay. I, I want to... Yeah, I, I want to bring people to the understanding of why these mountains are important and how the ancient people understood the power in the mountains. And a lot of people are not religiously versed, so they don't know that every religious person mm -hmm. that was of any means had their starts in the cave first, and then God sent them to the mountains. So your purification before you go up the mountain has to happen in the caves. Mm -hmm. So... If anybody wants to visit a mountain and they really want to have the proper experience, find a cave, spend a day or two there, do your prayers, clean yourself up, and ask the the spirit of the stones to guide you and tell them why you want I, to I'm make trying a trip. to. You know what? I'm trying to block him, Tara. The problem is it's a ghost account, okay? Trust me. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> But you got to remember, Facebook blocks me too. So I, I, it's kind of hard to track down a ghosted account because the page won't even see that account. So good job, William. You, I, I'll, I'll track you down a little bit later when I got time. I got time. <clears throat> okay, I'm sorry about that, Raphael. Okay, where was I? I lose track. If it's, all right. it's quite, it's quite all right. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh so, so if you if you if you want Mount Chasta, that's that that would be a sure thing for you 
to be successful at achieving this thing. Another thing is Mount Shasta has the, the big fight between the Shasta native uh, family and the Wintu and the Klamath and all these different tribes. I know a lot of those people, but when I talk to them about making the trip, uh, the days they have to figure out how to dodge the New Agers, the people that go out there. And, and these places have been the ceremonial, uh, the church for thousands of years, and now they have to figure out when to go to their site where they don't have to tell certain people, well, we pray here, this is our land, and, and, and can you go somewhere else? So that is, there's a lot of... Uh, political situations going on there. Therefore, I have avoided all of that. Mount Chasta also has uh, a lot of caves, uh, not caves, but underground tunnels. Uh, they were placed there by many ancient civilizations and also some new tunnels that have been carved by the army and the Navy because they are uh, places where they can do business and work with extraterrestrials. Now, the ufologist, uh, a friend of mine, Arturo from Mexico, <coughs> has been to Mount Chasta, and what he told me was that the UFO that he has pictures, I mean, he has a lot of pictures of UFOs from all over the world, but that a cloud covering uh, was formed on top of the mountain, and some of the pictures that he got can show a rim of metal on the very bottom of this very strange shape that looked like a, like a donut with a hole in the middle that was creating a shape on top of the mountain. You, you will always see some mystical-looking mountain uh, uh, mist or, or uh, clouds covering the top. You've seen those very famous pictures. Well, they believe that when those cloud covers come on the mountain, there is a major ship doing some important work. Because you don't see that cloud cover all the time. But they believe that every time you see that, uh, those specific shapes, it's some kind of a situation happening with, you know, US, you, uh, extraterrestrial ships. Now see, Rap I really <clears throat> trust what those, what those guys are saying because they have a lot of pictures and they do this uh, and, and they're good at it and they've been doing it for a very long time. I never went out chasing for UFOs. I was always looking for a place where I can feel God. I'm a seeker of the God tone wherever I go. And when I do shamanic work, I go to specific sites to get that kind of vibration so that I can do the healing. So, so when I go to Mexico, there's there's going to be a lot of people there waiting. And so I, I have not been able to do that on Mount Chasta. But I tell you what, if anybody wants to go. Um, <laughs> She's game. She's game. Go, go, go find your caves first and then do the trek. 
and do not do any ceremonies where other people are doing ceremonies because here's another thing. Everybody who goes gets a, some kind of experience, but you, you, people do not go not to experience nothing. If you go there and you're Buddhist and you want to connect to the Buddha, well, that's what you're going to connect with. But the mountain, Mount Shasta, has a definite feel, and if you go there without any suggestions, you might find something different, something bigger, something better. But everybody goes with preset illusions, and you shouldn't really do that at all when you are on some sort of spiritual pilgrimage. Now, what my friend has told me, because she and I do a lot of work together, and I said, I wasn't going to make the trip to Mount Chasta. She said, well, we're all feeling St. Germain. What? Because the New Age... Raffi, you are still getting me off track. I'm not kidding. Legend. The legends and the myths of these places. You are literally... what, What are the legends that you've heard? The, the mythological, the myths of these places, are they real? Rafi? Well, Matt, Matt, this is what I'm explaining, though. See, how can you say are they real, are they, are they not real? All the New Agers that go there that I've talked to, they visit with St. Germain. And then all of the, the, the Native Americans have their own deities that they go there to seek. But I'm telling you, when I go, I don't want to go where everybody has already imprinted a consciousness in certain pocketed areas. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is going to meet what they need. I don't really need St. Germain, so I don't want to go somewhere where everybody's channeling St. Germain and I may get something like that. So you... so, and, 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 and is it real that they're meeting with St. Germain? We don't know. Mm. Everybody's experience is absolutely different. The, 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 the Lord of Chasta <sighs> is that Chasta, if you get to the summit, you're going to have the most prolific uh, experience of your life. So you're saying that the, the that energy... It, hang on, so you're saying that the energy itself, right... Just kind of like hangs around it, 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 it itself. It doesn't really say, let's, let's say something, okay? Take for instance, let's say I'm going to go up there and I'm trying, I'm going to try to channel or, or connect with an extraterrestrial race, right? Or I'm going to go there and use it spiritualistically, okay? I'm going to go there and try to connect to Jesus, right? <clears throat> You're telling me that whatever that other people are trying to channel, work with, yada, yada, yada is like going to dominate that over my prayers, my 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 own intuition? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because you have to realize how consciousness oh. works. The collective consciousness of the planet will congeal in separate places. If you go to the mountains in Tibet and you don't have no preconceived notions at all, Mm-hmm. You may meet a deity that's totally, totally ancient to the Tibetans, 
that they haven't heard of in a long time. And they're going to be surprised because you're like an American person and you don't know nothing about that Chango Wango, whatever his name is. And you're like, oh, I saw this person and he looked like this and he was wearing this. And they're going to be like, what? They can't believe it that you that you know of something that they have been working their whole lives with. Right. So that means, and then to them, you are an auspicious person. You see what I'm saying? I do. You didn't know you were gonna. Meet, you weren't know that you were gonna meet this this deity in that mountain. You just went with an open heart to seek God, and you had someone who met you and took you there. And so when you come back down to the people and you say, "Wow, this is what I felt. This is what happened." then they know that you are somebody special. And that's what you want to know. You don't want to follow the crowd because the crowd leaves energetic debris. Gotcha. Does everybody understand what that is? Yeah, definitely. Energetic <clears throat> debris? Definitely. I don't want that. <laughs> well, I, I don't right. want that. Mount Shasta is congested with energetic debris. And people go there for many different reasons. This is the problem that the Native American community is having with the New Agers going up the mountain to the sacred sites. Because if your, if your community, your indigenous community, has been dealing with the sacred spirit and they have a special name they don't tell anybody about, and all of a sudden their group goes there and they're, they're now... Uh, getting some weird vibration, and they're like, okay, this is no longer what we have. Now they're dealing with the illusions, if they're illusions. I'm not condoning anybody or making them feel like they're not praying correctly, but the indigenous people never dealt with St. Germain. They don't know what that is. They don't care about that. Do, do you guys understand? I mean, yes. I'm not trying to step up one group or the other, but I do want everybody to know that your experience is not going to be yours when you go to a pilgrimage site that's totally, totally congested with the minds of millions of people who go there day after day. Like, I would never go to Mecca, and I have a problem going to Israel. You know, I told my mom, if you want to, if you want to go to the holy city, we'll figure it out. But I really don't have any desire to go there because I seek the pristine and clean places of energy so that I can work what I need. Does that make sense to all of you? Yeah, Raph, it make, it makes sense. But my question to you, my question to you is this. Okay. I I got I, I got I guess my my hang up is how someone else's deity, right, is going to overrule what my deity that I'm going there to pray pray with and for. It's kind of like theirs is more powerful than mine. It's like we get into it some kind of a pissing match here. Rafi, and that's what I'm, I'm, I guess I'm hung up on that. 
is okay you well, follow what you're i mean of it that you gotta way. understand let what i'm me, saying let me i know what you're saying but let me explain it again consciousness congeals like gel okay and consciousness means that the thoughts the needs and the actions of a lot of people are in that area looking for stuff so if you went there and everybody lit a fire with whatever you know i'm using as an example the spiritual fire like a real fire when they go there to seek whatever they're seeking and by the time you go in there you're choking and you don't get a chance to put out what you need you see what no, i'm saying I mean, okay. does that make sense make, yeah it makes sense makes sense yeah, I mean, and it's not it. that their God is bigger than yours. Is that more people go there to do that specific activity, and that's what blank what blankets in information, because consciousness is information. Correct, correct. Whether it's, it be dark it, or light, yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter, and a lot of people are portraying spirituality but they really want an escape. There'll be dancing, there'll be nudity, there'll, there'll be all kinds of stuff that doesn't give those people a moment of quiet in their mind. Even in the meditation rings, sometimes I have to tap some people and say, okay, tap out of this meditation and I'll help you on your own because I can feel the rigidity of their mind. I can feel... Um, that they're not focusing in it, I will feel it. And I don't want to feel that if I'm trying to keep everybody in one blanketed, soft feel to it. To, as a, it's very hard to do this stuff with a group. Oh, yeah. Well, he, I get it. one person, one person's mind can fuck up everybody else's work. De Did you de hear that? Yeah, definitely. 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 I got it. Okay. So, the most important thing for somebody going to Manchester, Mount Chester, you have to first know what you want to experience there. If you want to experience UFO, then you put that on your mantra, you put that on your mind, you put that in your heart, you put it to goodness and benevolence, and you will. I swear to you, you will. But you have to have done the homework. A lot of people go there, but they, they don't know what they want to experience. You have to set out your intentions. Intentions is everything to a spiritual person. You set out your intentions in what you're going to do there and why you're going to spend the time there. And then you have to stay in communion with that. So I limit the partying. When I go do spiritual work, either I go by myself or I go with shamans, and when we hit our specific spot, we all split up, and everybody focuses internalizing your antenna because you have to form an antenna, a frequency that's going to be heard. And if you put it in your mind that it's going to be as far as Venus or as far as Saturn, you better be in that quiet state, and you better be on that intention. Hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. When or people go to places with the wrong intentionality, for the person that's going there with the right intentionality, it's a lot more work because you have to get through the muck. Yeah, you if not, you, you're if able. You you're liable Sometimes to it, Rafi. You're liable to attract the wrong juju, huh? <laughs> I get it. Exactly. I, okay, right, 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 right. I get definitely get it. So if I'm and, and, be, and because of that, the new age community has been imparted with a lot of information that comes from the people who want to put this kind of systematic thought in our head that you have to look for spirituality just to fix yourself and to make yourself better, and it becomes very centralized, which then gives you a vibration of selfishness. And that's not going to work at all. Oh, yeah, right, definitely. So, definitely. A real seeker of spirituality can go somewhere with one or two people who are definitely in sync, I suggest that these people have meditated together successfully, that they can do their prayers together and not hinder one or the other, that nobody in that group ever comes into a bad mood or people uh, stop what they're doing to feed their vice. The last thing I want is somebody to stop their meditation to go smoke a cigarette. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the interruptions yeah. are not going to get you to get to where you want to be. Mount Chasta is very powerful. If you're seeking something great, you're going to need to get someone to take it to some place where they know people are not gathering and you're going to clamp yourself there and you're going to do your work and you're going to get success. 100% success, I guarantee it. I've never failed because this is how I do it. When I talk to other shamans, they've become commercialized too. The ones that are very successful are taking people to all these locations. They have a 100 guests that are coming with them, and I've done those trips too. But when I'm looking for my self-work, I cannot take my students with me. I took students to um, different places in the United States, and the biggest place that we traveled to was Mexico for five years, and then we did um, Peru for the first year, you know, and I haven't been able to go back to Peru because it was too intense for my students, and the powers that be uh, lifted something on my uh, passport and I ended up staying my last trip there. I couldn't even go up to Machu Picchu. I got stuck at the airport. Right. They wouldn't even let me. I was stuck in Lima already in Peru, but they didn't let me board on the second plane that took me to Aguascalientes that took me up to Machu Picchu. So Ref it's expensive when you're doing these trips. Do the homework. Make sure that you are in the right mindset to do and know why you want to go there. Uh, let me let me ask. If you're looking let me, let me for ask you a question, Rafi. A mountain is very important. Yes. Is is there um, spiritual connections, right? Spiritual connections between all of these places, or just because you mentioned that all of the mountains were connected? Okay. 
my question to you is all is are all of the all of the a lot like uh what's called the what is it called the uh ley lines the energetic the, lines. the energetic mm -hmm. ley lines of the planet right so mm -hmm. are are all of these Absolutely. all of these uh areas connected spiritually as well as they are are energetically because I, this is what I'm kind of gathering. Yeah. You, you've never really, you haven't really touched on the power and the energy of the Devil's Tower. It's all about, it's all about Shasta right at the moment. I mean, does that's what I'm saying? Is is one of them less powerful? I mean, I don't the, even know why they named it the Devil's Tower because that already gives it a negative connotation. I feel that they named it the Devil's Tower so people wouldn't want to go there. But that wouldn't stop me. That wouldn't stop me either. It's a tree. It's a tree that has been petrified. Bingo. By time. And when you go there you and you stand from the back, you can see it. The ridges of the bark. And it's been there for as long as this earth. Because there was the time of the Titans. Where before the time, the Paleolithic time, where the dinosaurs came... That was the very end of that time where, you know, we had the giant lizard. But before that, there was the there were cities and there and 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 there were wars. And that was the second flood. Biblical times can only take you to a shorter time closest to us. So they'll tell you there was one flood. But if you study the the sphinx in egypt you know by looking at the erosion on the sphinx that the that the earth has been flooded four times you see so you have to i want to impress in people that if you're truly spiritual you really need to research the ancients so that you can have a footing of what you want to learn because you're serious about where you want your spirituality to take you. Now, I, I have learned the technology of calling the light and bringing the light to each individual. That's my purpose. But I wouldn't take any of my students who want to reach that very high degree of spiritual learning to a spot that has been bogged by all kinds of people doing all kinds of stuff because they're going to be hindered by the energies that are there. And this is what the, the winter people are having a problem with. And, of course, it feels bad to, because it's their land. You don't want to tell people they want to they wanna come there and feel something that the best thing for them to do is to connect to the winter people Learn their ancientness, learn about their tradition, learn how they do their prayer, and connect so that you can get what they're getting. Otherwise, you know, and I hate this word, your cultural appropriation is when you do something for the day or two where that culture is concerned just for fun. You know, I don't mind that somebody would wear an outfit, but if you're doing spiritual work, you should you should really go in there and integrate with that group for more than a day or two. It could be a year or two and learn and connect 
These people have these connections already drawn out for centuries. For centuries. You're talking about... Spirituality, spirituality is not you going outside and, and banging your drum and calling something. You know, mm -hmm. if you're in a specific place, you need to know what that specific place can give you. If you're a good shaman, then nobody has to tell you. You spent a week or two there in silence and the trees and the grass and they're going to tell you, they're going to show you what you will expect and how you will be successful. That's true spirituality. And again, the, these specific spots, right? Shasta, Shasta, we're talking Shasta, Devil's Towers, Machu Picchu, all of these, these sacred spots, right? I got a question. Let's let's throw another one in there, okay? And that would be Gobekli Tepe. And while I'm at it, I want to do. A, oh I want to give a shout out to my good anonymous buddy that I have known for quite some time. Mr. Jake Ron Fox is in the house, my friends. My anonymous brother from another mother. Peace out to you, my friend. I guess I think, think you're going to bed. But I love you. I do appreciate you coming skating on in here. And shout out to you, bro. Yeah, you know, Rafi, when it comes to like Machu Picchu, the Devil's Tower, and all of these sacred indigenous spaces, because that's what they are, right? They are, in, are Native American, indigenous, sp sacred spots. What, because we know that they have been here for thousands and thousands of years. Okay, let's talk real quick about the power, the actual power that these places hold. Because I, gotta, I said that to say this. You notice, Rafaela, and everybody else, right, where we see these places, the majority of these powerful, indigenous, spiritual strongholds, you've got a military base on damn near every one of them or around them. Why? Why is that, Rafi? Yeah. <laughs> they just, they want in on because that power, that... Or is it because they want to try to fuck up the good juju? <laughs> Now let me let me let me take you to where spirituality and the understanding of psych of paranormal this this goes into the paranormal field for the white man, okay? Uh, they know that there is something inherent about the way the quantum physical area changes because they track energy. If you're gonna build the bomb, you need to know the different types of energy and how it will affect. So they study this. So when they go to, let's say, you know why they fight for Israel? Well, yeah, I'd because, love to know that. Okay, because when the, when the wall has been primed just right, and they read that energy, it's hard to believe it that it's that great. And, and if they're using songs, that can change the entire uh, astrophere of, of the energy that's there 
in the human and the uh, the Earth's energy field. They have ways to reading this. So they're not telling you that spirituality is bullshit. They know it's not bullshit. Oh yeah, but they we wanna know. Right. They want to weaponize those areas. So they've targeted Native American people. They have moved them away from their sacred sacred places. They have built places there to track the anomaly of the energy. They try to keep them away from those areas as much as possible. They've done it to the Inuit, which these are the last Native that are all the way in very cold regions where no, really nobody wants to go over there. It's cold. Right. But they have bases in Antarctica for the very same reason. Now, because the energy in these particular places are so strong, guess who's going to go there? The UFOs. The military, right? Because oh, it's true. Right. No, 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 not, not, not the, the, the extraterrestrial will have always been in all these, Quebec Tepe, that is a temple site. They go to places where the energy of the earth of the earth converges in all the ley line in these powerful, powerful uh, vortices. And these vortices can also open up wormholes. Now, it's 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 it's. Uh, we would need a whole week to talk about this because <laughs> right. when when you're dealing with energy, when you're dealing with energy, and the and the government is involved, and they go to that area, you know something big happens there. Something big happens there. If you see the trees are all twisted and looking crazy in that one particular area, you have a wormhole. Energy what they vortex. Call a vortex. That's correct. Now I, I looked that up. Energy vortex. Yes. yes. Okay. So you go to an energy vortex. I've been to several in Sedona. One, I fainted, and when I come through, I had the biggest headache ever. And then I tried it the next day, and the same thing happened. So when I channeled at home and I did my meditation, it told me that I wasn't ready for there because I hadn't cleared some shadow work. That's another thing. People are willy-nilly going here and there without fixing themselves, and they're just going to get hurt. When I went to Mexico after fixing that situation, that's right before I got divorced. And I, I can't do spiritual work the way I want to when I have this looming anger because I'm going through this thing with this other person. Right. I that can't. clogs you. That clogs you. That was the only time that I went to do spiritual work right before my divorce that I fainted and got sick. Uh, one time coming back from, what the hell was I? I got diarrhea really bad because it messes with your body. I mean, right. And we, here's the thing. Yep. Let's, let's just connect the dots here. We, we, the majority of us here, we know that we are vibrational beings. We are vibrational frequencies within manifest We're machines. physical bodies. Physical. Biological. So of course, you know, if you go to a vortex, something like that, it's going to disrupt Definitely going to disrupt your normal, you know, your normal uh, vibrational what you are, right? And, and of course, I, I can understand yeah. gut, you know, gut problems, diarrhea, diarrhea, 
headaches, fainting, etc. Yeah, I, I get it. Totally. It fits. Yeah, you're going to get sick. And you don't want to go to these places to get sick. But you, you have to really be doing these things for the right intention. It's not just having fun. It's not just drumming and not just singing. And that's a lot of the problems that the two families are having, the New Age family and the Native family, because when they go there to do their work, they've saturated the place with all this other crap. It happens. Energy is energy. If, if, if you, when people come to my house, they always say, oh, my God, it feels like I'm at church. It, it just feels like I'm in a sacred place because the walls are prayed on. Everything is sacred. Everything, you know, I've done this for 30 years. Right. But if I had a bunch of people in my house acting crazy, drinking and partying and doing who knows what, and, a, and another person came to visit who knows my house, even though the place looks the same, it's clean, it's nice, it looks very spiritual, it's going to feel different. Let me tell you this quick story. I started to channel uh, the the Korean people when I was in Fort Hood, but I was in charge of Wiccans. I was the high priestess to one of the Wiccan groups in Copper's Cove, oh boy. where oh boy. I erected the Temple of Ancient Wisdom. And guess what? I'm right next to the military, and I've always been military. So I know the difference, and I know why they go there. So um, I do the rituals and teach everybody what they need to do. And then the Koreans came. One Korean lady said to me, well, you do this for them. That looks very similar to what we Koreans do. And I'm like, I'm not Korean. I don't speak <laughs> Korean. I don't know nothing about that. Right. So the lady said, can you, can you please help me? So I said, well, I'm going to do the ceremony like I do it for my people. You know, I'm Hispanic, and I deal with Americans. You come to my backyard, and I will have it ready, and I'll do the ceremony for you to do this and this and that that you want me to do. So I get my drums, I get the holy water, and I get the sage, and I got the offerings. And, I, and when she came in and she saw the setup, she said to me, I thought you didn't know how to do this. I said, I don't know how you do it, but this is how we do it. She said, it's the same. And her results were so good that after that, I was having a busload of Koreans coming from uh, Dallas and Fort Worth and different places, and they would come to my house by the loadful. And we would start at 7 o'clock in the morning, and we wouldn't be done till the next day. That's one of the reasons why I got divorced. But <laughs> too many people. But but I learned, and it got crazy because my kids were like, oh, you don't speak Korean, but they don't speak English. You only speak Spanish. How are you people understanding each other? Because spirit can also tell them what I want them to know. I learned a lot dealing with outside of my culture. 
you know. So what I want people to understand that if you're doing the work for real, you will be altered. But you have to start to go to places where you will have a clean, energetic response. Raffi, Mr. So, you know, Raphael, Mr. Mike Ford in the in the uh, Matrix Mind Sandbox says that he lives less than 20 minutes from Fort Hood, and there's some really, really weird energy over in that place. Oh, yeah. Well, tell him, I lived in Copper's Cove. Well, I think he can hear me. I was in Copper's Cove for 20 years, and my last four years of that 20, I was in Killeen. And I did ceremonies in Cypherhood. We used to have Camp Duffelfield. I don't know if he knows that. Camp Duffelfield. He can figure, find it out online. That's where the Wiccans did their thing. And the first Wiccan group to be accepted in Forehood uh, started a year and a half before I got there. Their priestess, whenever she had a day off and she couldn't do stuff, then I would kick in. But I had my group stationed in the parks of Copper's Cove, you know, where I did most of my teaching. But for Hood, you have to really train people well to override that military energy like I was talking to you about right. when you have <clears throat> to deal with the debris energy. Because it's very hostile. But the reason why I loved Forehood was because I could see a lot of UFO activity. The, the army may hide that, but if you stay up at night, I was, I lived on base for half of that time. I lived within Forehood, and the other time I lived in Copper's Cove, and at the very end, I lived in Killeen. But the whole time I was living inside Fort Hood Base, I would see UFO shit all over the place all the time. Even stuff walking, walking around in the in the dead of night in the neighborhoods. You know, again, the reason why these things would present themselves to me is because I was studying it and I was thinking about it and I was <laughs> accepting of Raff so your energy is primed and ready to get the experience. Rafi, Mike says he lives he in Temple. In Temple? Oh, there's a lot of nice places in Temple. We did over at uh, uh, Belton Lake. Uh, and on the other side of Temple, a friend of mine has a ranch, oh, the best sweat lodge ever. So if you're in the Temple area, it's a lot better than being in Kalina Copper's Cove, where I was. You know, when I needed to do big things, I would leave the area. I would go to, um, uh, what's the name of this little town? Marble Falls. Mm. So if he knows Marble Falls, if he ever wants to do real work, tell him to go to Marble Falls. Because if you're a beginner, I, I would tell you you're not going to get much happening 
in Coppersova Clean or, or inside Fort Hood. I had to spend a lot of time taking people out of the area so that they can see the difference and they can make sure that their meditations and what they were trying to achieve, that they worked really hard on it really hard to keep that quiet, to keep that peace. If you're going to do 30 minutes, not to do it in five and get up and because you're tired and you're bored. You know, <laughs> you have to have the discipline. I'm tired and bored. That shit happens to me a lot, Raf. It really does. I know. I end up yeah. meditating and fall asleep. I would have to... I would have to tie you to the with a rope, tie you to the chair, and teach you so that you can get become successful. Because you that's part of the ego sense when people talk bad about the ego. The, the ego is, is a fabulous thing to have, and you're never going to get rid of it. So you have to learn how to feed it. And doing ceremonies is what feeds it what it needs. So when you do ceremonies and you do prayers and you open yourself to the divine, in that communion, you are going to reach the success levels that you need. But if you think that being spiritual is being cute and wearing beads and, and doing readings and, and you have this whole activity field that has nothing to do with your quiet mind and the location that you're trying to tap Holy into, shit. then you're just doing the new age thing and that's a problem for people like me. Hey, Raph, you know, I got, I got a few questions yeah. coming in for, for us both, I guess. <clears throat> one one of them, Mike, Mike Ford was commenting. He's like, he's like, just to let you know here, again, right, right where Temple, right where he's from, he's like, he's uh, mm -hmm. there have been several soldiers disappear around here in the last few years, and then later to have been found dead. That's that's a comment. Uh, he also says yes, he knows of Marble Falls, and Miss Tammy Bottom chimes in. It's like. Um, has she ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch? Dun, 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 dun! Oh, shit! I don't know. Skinwalker Ranch is it's wonderful because, you see, that used to be an old Inca place. You know how before... The Mayans and the Incas were in North America, and then they migrated down. And you're going to find mounds, and you're going to find a lot of their sacred places. A lot of these sacred places, even the Native Americans would not go into because they knew it was sacred to the people before them. They're all one family. The, the, the spiritual family is all one. So they, <laughs> they, they can feel the energy. If you go to Kobeki Tepe, you are not going to feel your normal energy grid. You're going to feel very ancient, ancient energy. And that's why people go there. These sites have never depleted. Why the, the ancient uh, aliens put those places there? Those were holy places even for them. So when you want to travel, if you are a serious seeker, I say get on a plane. Make sure your meditation is powerful. Make sure your intentions is to get to the other side 
to know, understand, and commune with extraterrestrial or other beings. I mean, I've encountered beings that are made out of light geometry, and they allow you to take pictures if you ask. I got pictures of a lot of shit because, you know, I, I often say, oh, thank you, I am grateful for your being here with me and I'm seeing them with my eyes. Can you help me to show other people so that they can also come and spend time with you like I have? And they usually allow me to take a picture of something and I can prove it. Basically, it's not just for proving it, but to get people who are interested to learn correctly and to be successful when they want to reach something that magnanimous. That's the point, you know. Mount Shasta has a lot of people disappearing. Oh, I got a story. Um, There was this little boy, about five or six-year-old, you know, a five-year-old, can be very talkative, and they pay attention, they know. This little boy got lost on Mount Shasta, and it was like an hour, 20 minutes, when the mom figured out he was missing, and they called in a search, and they had the whole town came up to help look for him, and like less than 24 hours later, they found him. And so... The little boy was returned, and it was celebration, but so many, so many children especially get lost in state parks, not just Mount Shasta, in all the state parks, and they keep that information from you because people might get scared and not visit the park. The parks are not completely funded. I think that the government should give the parks the money that they're giving to the churches. The churches can make their own money and pay their own goddamn taxes. (laughs) But I'm just saying. Right, no joke, right. So all these people that disappear in park area, nobody, and of course people disappear from many things. It's not just UFOs that are abducting people. But uh, the, the child got lost, and he ended up in a cave, and uh, he said that, I don't remember which family member it was. If I, it might have been a grandmother, um, and he told he told his mom and dad and his grandmother that the grandmother picked him up and the grandmother wasn't camping with them. She was elsewhere. And they kept telling him, no, your grandmother didn't come with us. He said it was another grandmother that looked just like this grandmother, but her face was shining. Uh, Her face was twinkling. Now, I know my face does that, and people have been freaked out by it when I'm super excited, and that's because you have light. I showed you a picture of how the light is in you, and when you have that, I put on a lot of makeup because you can see the sparkly, you know, light coming through your pores, especially I got big pores. Well, hey, I want to throw this out at you because Mike, Mike says... That his ex ex his yeah Mike says his ex wife knows of or has heard of Raffaella, so so you I yeah, you come with a reputation, girlfriend. Uh, I'm just telling you. 
Yeah, uh, if if she's from that area, the, yeah, they they know me. You're gonna hear a lot of good stuff because I deal with a lot of good people, <clears throat> and then you're gonna hear some bad stuff because I had to deal with other groups, and there were wars about locations, and you know how some people get petty. You know, I I've no. had to either tuck my tail and go elsewhere, and so. There's there's all kinds of stuff going on out there, but I have a really good following, and I I think I have an, a good reputation as of what I you know so far, and so when you when you when you really sit down to do this right, you're gonna be successful if you want the UFO and the the spiritual connection with extraterrestrials go to the cave even if you go to your park you don't have to be on a mountain i mean i got mine inside okay i went to the cave first and matt i'll send you those pictures so you can look at them but you're gonna have <laughs> some kind of manifestation in crystal crystallized orbs or crystallized geomic, uh, geometric holograms. You're going to have uh, beings come up. You're going to have animals come up to you weirdly. That's another thing. When you go to, if you went to Mount Chasta and you're sitting there and all of a sudden a hummingbird sits, sits on your shoulder, that's never happened to you before, those are signs. So you go there and you're alert to nature in every possible way because you don't want to miss a sign. You first get signs before you get huge interaction. Now you you told me and showed me yesterday, right, Rafi? You pointed out that the <clears throat> you pointed out that when we as we as beings, we as spiritual beings. Uh, there, there's a, a, a method to the madness of how we are to, to, uh, perceive and love our reality. And that would be love God, love God, love thyself, and then love nature. And I guess you say in that order, right? Yeah. Now, why, why that order? I mean, why, I guess I, I curiosity, why in the hell do we have to do things so, so critique so perfect in order to even get off of the start line the start of the starting line why 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 is it so hard right let me ask you a question you ask me a question and you're going to answer yourself if i ask you a question all right in in the united and i'm going to use the united states in the united states would you say that people the entire United States, what percentage of spirituality do you think is really happening here? That's actually, that's, that's a difficult, well, that's a difficult question to answer. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why is because as I, as I look up on, um, as I look up on Google, right. Right now, there is if I if I type in there, you know, it really, is, 
Ask the Google. There's 4,300 religions on the world and on this planet. <clears throat> so, with, okay. with you say, well, asking that question and then letting me finish it, I'm going to assume that the majority of those people believe in something. Something. They believe in some god, whether it be the Islam deity, the Hinduism deity, the paganism deity, Buddhism, Christianity. It doesn't really matter. We all know and or uh, can point to point to the sky because one of them believe we all believe in something. So I'm going to say at least 70% of the planet believe in a higher frequency, uh, whether it be he, she, it, of something. That is that is my answer. That is my final answer. Ding ding ding. Yeah, but it's not it's not in believing, it's in practice. Because I could believe all kinds of stuff, but if I say I believe it and I don't do nothing with it, it's just a word. True. Um a lot of people say Christian, but they don't know nothing about Christ. They don't know what he said. They don't know anything. But they go to church, and they listen for a few minutes. By the time they get out, they go out to dinner or whatever, and they forgot what was said. I mean, I dealt with church people my whole life. I know this, this, this way of doing things. So when I was going to church, I would get something out of it. But if my sister sat next to me, she would get nothing out of it because her mind was somewhere else. Or my friend. Or the other people that are sitting there. People do religion for ulterior motives. To click in, to be in the neighborhood, to bring a piece of cake with everybody when they gather. Mm -hmm. It is a place of gathering. Not really a place of true worship. There will be a difference if you went to the Islamic world where everybody really gets up at noon, puts their little mats on the floor, and does their prayers. You know, you don't become spiritual like this unless you had a trauma. That has happened. But normally, you need to design that for yourself because you feel that you need it. You know, and so if, if you... If you believe in spirituality just because it feels good and you're dressing cute and you're hanging out with your friends, that is no longer a spiritual situation. That is a gathering of you being with like-minded people. So when people say, oh, I'm with my tribe, I'm like, okay, you're with your tribe. I know that feels good, but how hard are you working for yourself? And the purpose for you working for yourself is to be able to do the healing for other people. I mean, I've met healers who never meditate, don't do specific prayers, but they call themselves healers. To a Native American or somebody who lives that spiritual life their whole lifetime, that's going to be a little odd. This is what I want people to understand. You don't have to be Native American, but you can live that life of following those, I would say, like coordinates. 
you want to get to point B to point C, you're going to need how to you're going to need to know how to navigate there, and you get there. So your practice, your devotion, your meditation, and your communion and putting that spirit inside you is what makes you spiritual, not what you do with your friends or other people to be spiritual. Because you can do that on your own for yourself. And so a lot of misconceptions arise from, you know, everybody now wanting to be peaceful. And some people say, don't talk negative to me about anything. That's not living. That's, life has a little bit of everything. And if you are a true practitioner, then you're absolutely practicing compassion every single day you step out the door or mercy or you're talking to people a certain way or you're sitting in contemplation and meditation or observation of what's happening around you. Hmm. That's the difference. Just up. You know, <clears throat> we call ourselves a Christian community, but if you took a, sur a survey and you walked around and you even went to a church or two and you started to ask questions about Christ, what does Christ say, how do you follow Christ, how do you meet Christ in the morning, they're going to tell you they can't even answer half of that. I so uh -huh. a label is a label, but the seeker has no label. The seeker is that vibration because there is internal practice. I wanted to let everybody know that I, I'm joined in the studio here with, with Raphael and George Smith. We're going over and talking about the legends and the myths of Mount Shasta and the Devil's Tower. We've also connected, she's connected and brought out Machu Picchu and, and all of these other uh, we we talked a little bit about Gobekli Tepe, one of the oldest sacred places on this planet. That supposedly supposedly one of the oldest, at least one of the oldest that we're told about. Anyway, you know there, what you're sharing, yeah, but Sharon Raff is is is, is is definitely definitely new to quite some people. And whenever you you mention you made mentioning that. We are to be in, you know, be in that alignment with spirit or source to actually utilize these spots, right? Utilize these spots yeah. for what they were, I don't know, for what they, the planet intended it for, what the source intended them for. Who knows? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not even going to throw it out there that I know. I don't know. The planet is configured that way. Every other place has ley lines that converge into a vortex-like energy. But we already discussed that most mountains, high up elevation, you could probably get in a, high, in a skyscraper, get to the top of that building, and make the connection because you are aligned within yourself and you are at the proper elevation to connect. Now wait, say, you know, say, so say that again. What the hell does ev what 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 does elevation got anything to do with connecting to source? Does I and I mentioned this before. The thinner the air, the more 
conductivity you have with energetic vibrations that can lead you to connection to higher source. Gotcha. By the way, shout out to you from Tampa. Okay. Nancy Field Carley, Car, Car, Carley says hello from Temple, Texas, Ms. Raffi. Oh wow! Hello, how are you? Nice to hear. To know that you're in the in the group here. I miss it over there some so much. Yeah, I do. That was my stomping grounds for twenty some odd years. You know, Raf. Wow! Well, thank you for being here. What's that? Did Did you say thank you for being here? She's like, talk about getting yeah, out. Robert's like, talk about getting high. You know what? I never really, I never, never even knew what you said was real. I'm being serious. The higher you go, the the higher, the higher you go into the the planet, the less oxygen <laughs> the level there is. Well, of course you're gonna be feel feel like out of your head and more connected to sport spirit. Hell, you can't breathe. You're like. In La La Land. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but you're, you. When you go to Machu Picchu, they give you the tea, and they 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 give you to go from this place to that place, from this, and slowly your lungs will adapt. The same way with a hiker who's going to go up Mount Everest, they have to practice being able to breathe. If you go there the first day and you've never been in high altitude, your heart and your lung can burst. You're going to die instantly. Awesome. You I, guys should look that up. T t tell, tell me how I can do this. That is, if, it, if I'm going to die, that's the way I want to die right there, is, is giving my heart and soul to source. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. If I'm going to no, do it, by no, God, I'm going to do it right. Correct. That's correct. I would want to do that. You know, a lot of people who know they're sick, they go up the mountain and they stay there and they die. They don't even need to go through this burial stuff. I, I want to do that. I want to just go someplace that I know has God energy in it. And if I know I have a few days, I t if I can't get it there myself, I'm like, take me over there and drop me off. <laughs> and then if you want to come like, get my body, come and get it. Take me down to the river. You know what? The, this topic is, is I, I knew, I knew I was going to, I knew if nobody got anything out of this talk, I knew I was going to. I knew I was going to. Because along come the myths and the legends of these places you never really know of the underlying spiritual, the spiritual foundation where these legends and these myths all start from. And that's, this, this is the, this is the, the starting point right here is the spiritual connection that makes these myths, makes these legends, probably impossible. But we call them myths and legends. We need to start calling it history. Because these things are true. For example, the United States was not so interested in paranormal stuff until the Nazis and the Germans got so much out of channeling and they had all the psychics gathered together doing this. And we didn't believe in none of that. But guess what? 
the the Nazis got a hold of the aliens. The aliens came down and talked to them. They made treaties, and they got all kinds of technology. By the time America had a clue to what was going on, they didn't kill nobody. They kept everybody, including Hitler. And you're going to say that's a conspiracy theory. But a lot of the issues we're having today with the cabal are the people that were not exterminated for their crimes. And they're at it again, and they practice to do what they were doing there that got spoiled to do it here. Mm-hmm. And their thing was, we're, well, we couldn't <clears throat> take Germany, and everything fell apart, but we're all here. We're going to put this in place again, and now we're going to take over America. It's that simple. But the Germans had, you know, they had very uh, powerful planes, and they had uh, weird technology. They still don't want to tell us. Operation Paperclip. They, uh, uh, what was the other one? Miss um, Blanche. Where all the Nazis. Miss Blanche Tyler says were given go a into a sweat tent. Go into a sweat tent. Say that again. Right, Miss Blanche Taylor says, "Go into a sweat tent." What, what is what is the uh, what is your experience, Rafi, uh, on a sweat tent or a sweat, sweat lodge? Lodge? Yeah, what what is your experience there? Okay, a sweat lodge. You don't want to do a sweat lodge on top of a mountain because you're already going to be without air. The sweat lodge is making the atmosphere inside the tent the way it would be out if you were in high altitude. How do they do this? They have a specific tent. They dig a big hole in the center of the tent. The people are going to sit on the outside of the tent with the hole in the middle. So if you are across from the door, the hole is in front of you, and there's people on both sides. You can't jump the hole because it's usually bigger than what you can jump and it's going to be filled with fire, and the fire is going to be put a lot of fire, a lot of wood on the bottom, so it's red embers. When it gets to totally red embers, then the chief is going to say a prayer, and then there's a water person who does the waterworks, and and that person does specific prayers. All of this is done with prayers, and there's a drummer inside. There's also a drummer outside. Now, each tribe does it differently, and I'm going to move it around a little bit because they don't like their secrets being put out, so I'm going to give you a a lot of different ways different people do it in one conversation so it's not, you know, throwing somebody's clan, you know, down the bus. Oh, why not? I mean, why not? I've already, I've already, go ahead, Ravi, just say some shit. Okay. I mean, because if so, I if I'm if telling you if I knew do, if I would def- if I would if I knew I would definitely tell you. I'm just telling you right now. I I do believe that is well, one of the reasons. This, this is, let me finish this for a second. This is going to give you an idea, and that's what let, we let, want let me, to give you please, an idea. Raffi, I think if you want Raffi, to experience let, it, Raffi, let me speak. Let me speak. Right. Let me speak for a minute. I do believe okay. that this is the reason why the Masonic Order wants nothing to do with me. Is because they know right now that if I were to get in there, I would know, I would find out, I would dig and dig and dig. And my goal would be to expose that shit to the root. I know all my life I have been I've been trying to get in and they've not let me in. 
All right. So anyway, go. I'm sorry. Well, keep go. I just hate being cut off. I mean, if I got something to say, I want to say it. Even if I got to mute my caller. I love you. <laughs> but I. No, but what happens? I told you. What happens with me is that you put me on a, on a thread. Where I'm, I, I'm getting energetic help, and when it gets cut off, I don't know what I'm saying. I forget, I forget what the discussion is. That's why I don't do a whole lot of shows and a lot of stuff, because when I'm talking, if you took a picture, you would see the light, or you would, you would feel the presence. And then I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. And then I'm on a roll of what is being imparted when it gets cut off. I'm sometimes disoriented. I don't know what, what, what I was saying. We were... And sometimes the next day, I don't remember nothing I said. Oh, shit. That was a channel. Uh, well, it's like that with me, even in conversations with people. So it, it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass. It's kind of awkward, uh, but that's what happens. But what I do with you, because you're so interested, and I know that we're having fun. It's not like a serious type of thing. I write things down, and I try to stick to those little subjects and end those little subjects so that I can give you as much information on that as possible, where if I get sidetracked, I don't know. I can talk about all kinds of things, even stuff that I don't know because the information is coming through. Sometimes I, I, I gave a whole speech on something, and I'm like, what the hell was I talking about? And then I have to research everything I said, and then I'm like, whew, I'm so glad. I didn't make up anything. Everything is true. But, you know, but I've, because I've lectured at university level and different places where people can fact check you I'm used to that now I have a specific way that I can tell you things and try to keep track of it that helps well we were going to expose some of the techniques of the indigenous Raf. Uh, uh, okay remember back, back if, if you want me, let me put you back on because, track that's because, where we're at Okay, so the sweat lodge, the chief says the prayers in their language, and sometimes if there's more people that don't speak the language, somebody will interpret, because you need to know the intentionality of what those prayers are for. And then the grandfathers are the stones. And so he'll bring one stone and he'll say one prayer for that stone, and they'll put the stone in the heat, and they'll wait to, for a minute while it gets hot, and then they'll pour water, which creates a steam, which makes that air thinner. You ever gone into a sauna and you can't breathe really well at first? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how it is. Okay, so you can, they, if you are a, a long, uh, a native from the tribe, and you're you're doing sweat lodges your whole life. Of course, women don't go go in the sweat like the sweat. In, if they're bleeding, you cannot have a period. They're, they're not going to let you in. It's it would be an offense. So if you have a period, you need to tell somebody and don't go in there. Stay out. And there's some native 
tribes that women have their own lodges. They don't do the same with the men because they're going to pray for things uh, that will help the, the tribe or personal to to their their gender, and they don't want the women to, to be privy to what they're trying to fix within themselves. The sweat is also for fixing trauma and for getting, it's a way of transformation. So 23 stones later, you know how hot that is? You feel like you're inside the oven. I felt like my skin was peeling off on the last sweat lodge. And the sweat from my face was drying before it could roll down. And my eyes were cooking. And I wanted to jump and uh, crawl across everybody. But Chief knew that I was already, you know, and, and I tucked myself down into a little ball sitting Indian style. And I did my prayers and I did my chant. And when he saw that I had done my personal bit, he called it early. There were still two more stones outside and, and to help me and everybody Nobody got upset because we were almost done. And so when I got out of there, you know, I was passed out. I was like, oh, my gosh. But what happens after, it, it, there's a joy that comes into your being, undescribable peace and such beauty inside yourself. So I, I, to people who don't like who they are, who who have issues with having negative thoughts about themselves or you're stupid or you're ugly or whatever is eating them up about themselves inside, that is a beautiful ceremony for them to, to, to have a real a shaman or a chief of a, of a clan to put you into that transformational platform. All of this is medicine to be a better person. That's what spirituality is all about. It's about you shedding off who you think you are and what society said you were and becoming a pristine, authentic individual from the inside out. That is very powerful. Miss Raffi, I'm not quite sure what Miss Blanche Tyler is talking about <clears throat> here, but she is asking me, in the matrix mind sandbox chat and just for to let everybody know if you're tuning in on the black sheep media okay and you're 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 seeing that chat right here to my my left scroll by and you're wondering where that chat is at it is in the matrix minds media the matrix minds media is where this chat is scrolling by so if you wish to participate in that chat uh go from out of the black sheep media chat sandbox over to the matrix minds and then you'll see and can participate with the live live chat sandbox again raffi miss blanche tyler says can you ask her um about the tall light beings please ask now tall about the tall light beings i guess this was a while back i i seen i seen it in there her her postus before but I, I, I scrolled by and I didn't want to sidetrack you and then I went and got sidetracked because again you're you're like you you get on a roll and I don't I don't want to stop you and if you notice I don't really stop you <laughs> I let you go 
Okay. So. Well, that's good. I, if you write down the question, if you can see the questions and give them to me. I don't want to, like, give you half information because, like, I want everybody to get something really good out of it and that if they're taking notes, they can research. Okay. Everything I'm talking about can be researched. Now, the light beings, how tall? The ones because on the mountain. Okay, she's asking now. She's like, I the one the ones that she'd met on the mountain. How tall? Around about how tall were they? And this also comes from Miss Vicky Adams. Okay, on the mountains, the tall beings are, I would say, from my calculation, I'm a very short person. I'm only five feet tall. That they have been about ten. To 12 feet tall. Damn. Taller than, than any man that I know. And at one time, there was one standing next to this tree, and the sunlight was hitting, and I thought it was some kind of a reflection. It was after I went around that I went to the back, and I saw that that thing, it looked like a pillar of light. Ask her if, the, if that's what it looked like to her, or did she see the definition of arms and legs? No, baby, this because would be to the you. the two times that I've seen it... This, this would be the, to the you. The two times that I've, that, that I've seen, they, they were just like a pillar of light. Not a transparent light where I could see stuff on the other side but an opaque light that you cannot see through it. Translucent. No, not translucent. So if if I'm if I put my arm around it, you're not gonna see my arm through it. It's like a really bright light, like a light bulb. Okay. And no transparent and that same kind of spirit type light is the light that houses people so when you see the, them they're not they're without bodies but they can also house a body they can like the green mothers the green mothers they started out like a figure of light Yummy scratch and when my their head their heads were cut off like i I'm sitting in my bed and I can see the shoulders touching the ceiling, but not the head, so they had to bend down and then I see the head and it looks like it's on the chest because the head bent down in a certain way that the shoulders were still touching the ceiling. It's weird. And then when I closed my eyes and looked again, now she was normal size walking towards me. That's pretty interesting, right? And Damn. After that, after that experience, ask her if she had seen orbs and if she has pictures of orbs because that light usually stays with you for a little bit and you're going to manifest some light of your own if it doesn't stay with you well Rafi, the the ones that i 
the ones that Miss Blanche, right, is seeing, <clears throat> like, do Miss Blanche Tyler is seeing, she's like, okay, well, um, the ones that I saw was three feet, but the light was the same description as in which you, you yourself are stating. Reminds of, like, a pillar. So you guys okay, got the Okay, so circuit. she saw the and the light pillar behind it? Miss Blanche, Tyler, do me a favor, sweetheart. Call. <laughs> it would be a lot easier to call the show. Vicki Adams, you guys, I forgot to even tell you. Open The lines are open. If you guys wish to call, and I, it would be, things yeah, would go I a lot easier. I want to. Um, and you guys are free to call. The, the switchboard has been open primarily for the last hour. What happens here, Raph, is is we get involved in talking about these things, and the mind the the mind gets to to going, and these guys don't even remember to call the show and express their their experiences. So literally, Miss. I Ms. really want people to to do that. I want people to call because if you ask me questions and I can answer your question and I won't ramble on and I don't. I want everybody to get a chance to to learn to know something that they want to know or um, get something in perspective or be validated by something. I think that's wonderful. So if everybody can call, that's great. Mr. Andy Cassidy, come on. Now he says, I have a question. <laughs> in the sandbox chat in the Matrix Minds. Uh, where did the green light come from? I don't know what the hell green light you're talking about. Damn it. I really wish that I can put up pictures so you guys can see. If you see green or ask him, well, can he call? Because people have to tell me. It explained to me because it could be anything, but if if he gives me some clues, then I know what he's talking about. A lot about. of these guys, I'm gonna be honest with you, okay? They are keyboard cow, keyboard warriors, but scared to call the show. I I, I love them to death, I really do. But I'm trying trying to get them to call is like trying to pull a tiger a, a tiger's tooth. Mr. Andy Cassie, besides that, YouTube. Did, did, did the lady from Temple that asked about the the light pillars, did she call? Can she call? Because that, that's a big one. I have lots of pictures of that. I don't know if she, I don't even know if she's still in here. I, I do know Mr. Andy Cassie said she said something about a green light. Yeah, well. Uh, the Green Mothers are familiar to me for the past six years. And in the last trip, to, I met them in Mexico, and then I met them in Arizona. And then they pop in and out of my house whenever they want. And at one time, I was going to Florida, and they popped in and in front of my friend's house. And I don't see this lady. I call her my friend because we like each other. Yes. But we don't hang out. We don't really talk a lot. She's a nice person. She's known by my family. So she's an acquaintance, really. And they went to her house and parked themselves in front of her house. And she could see the orb uh, moving up and down from her ring camera. 
So she left her job, picked up her daughter. They ran home to see what the heck that was that was in front of their house. They drove right through it. They couldn't see it. So they parked the car. And then they proceeded to use their phones to see it. Okay. Because their eyes could not see it for themselves. Isn't that something? So she made a video of it, and it's very clear. You can see the three entities in the middle. It has the rainbow of color where uh, the exhaust or where the, the propulsion, it looked like a huge orb. It took half of the street. Um, she walked right into it. She felt queasy, like a little dizzy, and she took pictures, but she got nothing in her pictures. But when she stepped out of the orb and she stood in front of her house with her phone, she can see it. If she looked across the road to see it with a naked eye, she couldn't see it. But she could look that it was still there because she was still seeing it on the camera of her phone. And, of course, it was recorded in the camera of a ring of her doorbell. Hey, Raffi, i got to stop you, okay? I, I, I'm sorry, i got to stop you. Mm -hmm. All right, so are you are you ready to try to take callers? Yeah, I'll take uh, are callers. You, are you sure? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm gonna. I have no idea. I, I, I'm which one of these guys came in here soon enough. But what I'm gonna do is I'm going to try unmuting one of them first. Area code nine three seven, which should be should be Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, you are unmuted and live on the Matrix Minds with myself, Matthew, and Miss Raphael George Smith on the Matrix Minds. Am I right? Dayton, Ohio, is that right? Area code 937? Yeah, but it's a small town, Brookville. Oh, what's up, man? How are you? Um, okay. The present time. Um, I just had a question for Rafi. Is that how you pronounce yes. it? How are you, sir? Welcome. Thank you. Um, pretty good. Um, I just wanted to get a basic, an idea of where to start from um, ascension. You know what I mean? Because um, I've been led down too many wrong roads that are just dead ends to me. I mean, do you recommend books? Do you email? Do you, uh, yeah. I can I can tell you when when I had the school and the students came for the first time to level up on what spirituality what where they were with religion and all this and that the first thing that I would give them is a book on metaphysics that will help you understand anything that's ever happened to you as a child if you remember or not if you're having any kind of issues with your personality or the way you perceive the world, then I would give you this book, and uh, it's called um, The Light Emerging, okay. Light Emerging by right. Barbara Ann Brennan. Barbara, what's her last name? Ann Brennan, B-R-E-N-N-A-N, Brennan, yeah. Okay. And so... Okay. Barbara Ann Brennan, she used to be the high top doctor, physician, scientist for NASA, but she quit to do 
to get people to do spiritual like people couldn't go up in space without her because she her field of work was energy so she figured out that traumas that happen when you're little this is what's called a conglomerate when things that happen when you're three years old and you were traumatized by it still stay in your energy field in your aura uh, when you're 23 years old, it's still there, that pain. But if somebody says anything that triggers the quake or the shake of that pain, then you will react. So triggers are always pointing to a trauma that's trapped in your energy field. And so right. when you start doing the spiritual work, you want to get all those traps out of your system so when the light filters into your body, it will stay. Okay. I feel somewhat of a energy, you know, going through the what the world's going through, right? And uh, I was injured on a job two years ago where a wall fell on me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I've just been trapped in this, uh, I guess, state of pain you know, um, slowly getting back to where I was, not going back to the work I did, you know. So I'm pretty much starting starting over. Bud, can I get your name? Yeah. It's uh, Timothy Ellis. What What is it? Timothy Ellis. Timothy, you know, let me ask you, are you... Are you specific, are you trying to get connected to like what I would be trying to get? I, it's not that I want I myself want to try to get to like you you know extraterrestrial beings, Timothy. I want to try to get to the higher level of consciousness to source energy. All is, the all is all Father. I you know I, I've talked to Rafi prior to the show many times, right? And I think that you are on the same path as me. You want to. You've got that that question, and that you want to connect to that that all is source, the source within you, the source within right. me, the source within her, and you want to get to the root. Am I am I right? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm on the yeah. same so path. You, you want to connect. You want to connect with God. That's simply put, right? Yeah. Yes. Right, and I've, I've been a Christian okay. my whole life, too. So. All right. Let's say if you're seeking to connect with with the, the spiritual realm, uh, let's say Jesus, you still have to do the same thing. When you do spiritual work, you're, you're, you have to clean all of the stuff that makes you feel bad about the world. If your grandmother beat you and you don't like her and you haven't talked to her, you have to figure out why she did that. Was it because of something to do with her and it had nothing to do with you and she took it out on you but it still traumatized you? You need to analyze that, figure it out. And when you release that, it's not because you're trying to press it down and not think about it, but it's, it's going to be released because you understood her. Now you're not angry with her. You know why she did it, and if you forgave her, then now that problem is dissolved. 
It's no longer hiding in your unconscious mind, in your subconscious mind. If somebody says a word that reminds you of her, it doesn't trigger you to anger. We are cluttered with different things that happen in our childhood that we still keep and it keeps us from holding light. And that's why people say you have to do the shadow work. I don't call it shadow. I call it transformation, removing the trauma so that you can see that this world is beautiful. People don't see the world as beautiful. And people hate other people because they have all of these issues that they've had, pain, trauma, belittlement, bullying, whatever it is, that's holding you down. So you you must work on seeing yourself and understanding yourself. And when you sit in quiet, quiet contemplation of your mind, like you you're thinking and you're going, God. And if you talk with your mind to God, like you was was another person, you're going to find what all the spiritual teachers call the self, because the self is going to start talking back to you, and it may say. Well, you know, what did you say your name was? I'm sorry. Tim. You can just call me Tim. Ben? Tim. T-I-M. Tim? T-I-M. Sorry, you're cutting off a little bit, so did you say Ben? Tim. T-I-M. T-I-M. Tim. I'm sorry. I'm I'm hearing you a little bit garbled. Tim. Listen, and on top of that, I also, listen... Listen, on top of all that, I unmuted another caller, okay, who's just hanging by. And again, just, just, I, 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 you're unmuted. Just hang back a little bit. But I just want you to know, I seen you, I unmuted you. Just hang tight. All right, Raphael, do, do oh. me a favor, make mention of what book you were talking about again. There's caller, there's, there's people asking. Okay, for, for Tim, for Tim, it's called Light Emerging by Barbara Ann Brennan. Gotcha. Uh, If you can give him my number, if he calls me and he buys the book, then I can give him pointers on how to use it. So, you know. This would be the Journey of Personal Healing paperback? It's purple and it's called Light Emerging, yes. I'm sharing it. No, I'm sharing that book with everybody right now on the screen. So Amazon has it, Tammy. Yeah. It's, yeah. And if anybody gets that book and they really want to work it, it, it is an extremely wonderful book and you're going to get results and things are going to click in your head. You're going to be like, damn, I knew that. That makes sense. Every chapter you're going to be, oh, my gosh, there it is. This is what happened to me. Because she's very good, and she's teaching you in the language of energy. So you will no longer look at emotions the same way. You're going to look at emotions like they're energy. Like you're going to see the energy popping out of somebody's head. You're going to see it with your own eyes before they even tell you that they're angry. And they can't lie to you because you see the light behind them changing. You can see the light that's coming out of their body, different colors. The book teaches you how to do that. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, like I used to a long time ago check my aura every morning before I brush my teeth. And if I saw too much yellow, then I would do certain prayers and say, you know what, God, 
today helped me not lose my temper. I had a terrible temper when I was younger. And God today helped me to, to walk in your radiance and, and be in peace and deal with people with love and kindness. Sometimes that's very hard to do because you have assholes everywhere, but you don't want them to affect you to become the wrong kind of person. So you stop being non-reactive. That book is like a miracle. I have taught thousands of students with her book. I wish I could say I wrote it, but why would you want to reinvent the wheel if somebody already invented it? But see, that's how I feel about ancient teachings. If somebody already knows it and wrote about it and it's correct and you try it and it works, then that's something that you can give to someone else. Right. Wow. Timothy, you got you, you got any, any more questions, brother? Did that help? Uh, yeah, I felt like I've heard it once before, uh, so that was really refreshing to hear again. And, I mean, for the first time. Make a list of the things that you want to work on. If you if you're smoking, if you're getting angry, if you're working too much, if you're feeling pain. Pain sometimes has nothing to do with your body because your doctor is going to say there's nothing wrong with you. Sometimes pain is uh, an energetic response to something else. So when you see, read that book about conglomerate and you lost a child or you, and that pain of loss is something that's always very prevalent. People have back pain or they have leg pain and the doctors can't find nothing, then it's not physical, it could be mental, but it can also be energetically. Usually it's got something to do with some kind of trauma that you've been through. Mm. But you're physically healthy. Do you think you're physically yeah. healthy? Yeah, but it could be as much as just not working the past two years have been on workers' comp, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. Because you already feel like your livelihood is taken away. But then you, right. you can you book to get the courage back to get to get back in there because if you're healthy then it's a psychosomatic pain because you know you went through the experience right well thank you for your time i really appreciate it yeah you should look mm -hmm. me up rafaela jorge smith and if you hit me up on messenger um i can give you some pointers to help you remove that pain, there's there's some touch fingers and toes meditation that if you put pressure to the tips of your fingers, if you put pressure to the the right at the bottom of your eye where your eye um, where you get bags under your eye, if you press there on the bone, that reduces pain from the the right side of your body. If you do it on the left side, it reduces pain from the left side of your body. There's books on uh, reflexology that can help you release pain in the body. Uh, but again, a lot of the time, there's nothing wrong with your body, but you're feeling the pain because you're having a hurt. Your heart is hurt, I think. That's the best way to say it. Your heart right. is hurt. So, yeah, uh, yeah, look me up uh, on Messenger, and uh, we'll talk. Will do. Thank you very much. Yeah, Rafaela, Rafaela Jorge Smith. You will see my name on his um, 
on his uh, post. Yeah, I've already read it down in case I lost it, you know, the feed. So I shared, I, sh I shared again, bro. Just, I'm serious. As soon as you're done here, just look, cause I'm, I'm, I'm sharing it. Okay. I'll, I'll share her, right. her page with, with everybody. So, so again, this she's a good friend of mine. I've, I've, I, I love her with all my heart. She do. She's, she's been my friend for, I want to say between three and four years now. And, and I, dude, I, 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 she's my go-to girl when it comes to spirituality. And, and if I'm lost, okay, if I've got questions, she's, she's my girl. Okay. Cool. What was your name again? Sorry. Raffaella. The black sheep media guy. The black sheep media guy is actually the Matrix Minds, the Matrix Minds guy. <laughs> Sorry. And, and I, I, I am Matthew Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R, -E like Matthew. Tina Turner, but I'm a white boy. I was a white boy from Ohio, right up here. I'm, I'm up in a bunker somewhere in Akron, bro. I'm just like, just north of you. <laughs> All right. Well, I send you guys much love, and I appreciate it, and uh, I'll be getting in touch with you guys. Hey, lo love, Thanks. love right back at you, bro. Good luck on your journey. Be blessed. All right. All right. Pardon me? I say good luck, with, good luck on your journey, my dear friend. Hey, thank you very much. All right, bro. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bless. All right. Bye-bye. All right. The next caller would be area code 843 from Charleston. I do believe that Charleston, South Carolina. You've been on mute for a little bit. What's going on, Charleston, South Carolina? Who do I have there? Hello, hello. Oh, no, this is Blanche. Hi, Blanche. I'm sure you remember me. I think I do. You're from out west, right? No, I'm from Conway, South Carolina. Damn it. Okay, yes, I I'm do. right down from Charles. That's right. I'm right down from Charles. I got, yes, now I remember. Now I remember. Now I remember. Yes, ma'am, I do. What's up? How are you? Yeah, you yeah I, want, I wanted to tell you something. What's up, girl? I don't know if you remembered it or not, but that night we was talking about the, the light figures that I had, beings that I had seen, and we had talked about the little shadows you kept seeing. I don't know if you remember it or not. I have seen, I see a lot of shit, Blanche. Well. I do. Well, anyway, that, after that night that I told you I kept seeing little shadows everywhere, you know, they disappeared, they went away, and I was, okay. I never realized it until a week later that they were gone. What rapid? But I was so happy. Is that, why, why is that? But, uh, why is that? Whenever you point something like that, Blanche, because that, what you just said, I've had that happen to me. I've seen some things, right? And the moment I talk about them and or bring them into my my reality as far as like, you know, pointing it out, hey, I've seen these things. It's like I no longer see them. So you're not alone when it can't when it comes to that. I got it. I get it. Yeah. Why, Raffi? Why is that shit happening? Can I ask you? 
Well, of course yeah, you but can. But there's some questions. When you first saw the shadows, describe the shadow. Was it on the wall? Was it on the floor? Did you see it in different places? Was it from the corner of your eye? Tell me. How well, did you see these Put it this way. They were all of them. All, all you just described, I've seen them. Ditto. Way. I'm with her. Okay. And, I, and, and then what happened? How did you feel? Did you feel scared? Did you feel confused? What was the feeling when you saw that? No, I just kept trying to figure out where in the world they were all coming from. So I, I would look? say, oh, that's just a bug going across the light or, you know, just saying that kept coming up with excuses. And I got tired of coming up with excuses. I said, and I just knew they were little shadows everywhere. Just couldn't figure out why they were there. It's kind of like seeing the little orbs at times around my house. Uh, they just like little white lights, you know, okay, popping up. Sweetheart, but, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something to you, and you tell me if I'm right. Do you deal with a lot of people? Do you help people and they don't help you back? Yes oh, or no? That's been my whole, that's been my whole life. <laughs> okay. Just, just, just answer all the questions. Do you have people that you take care of? Like you have to do things for them in your house. You live with other people that you no. are... Not anymore. No. I stay by myself anymore. I do... I am a caregiver, um, but um, That's yeah, I've always took care of everybody else. Seems like, but it, okay. it ain't never bothered me as far as taking care of them. No, it, it's not that it bothers you, but a lot of the people, there's there's a lot of people that see the little shadows are casting out of themselves. These are coming out of you. And this is what happens when your body is beginning to hold light. The chunks yeah. of you that come off are going to look like um, like little bugs or they're going to look like something just flew across your eyes but there was no bug. Or you're going to look and something flowed up the wall and when you look there was nothing there. Or you'll see a whole figure of a person. Yeah. And when you look, there's nothing there. Whenever you see a shadow and it's moving really fast, a lot of it is being discarded from you. So that means that if you are no longer angry with certain people, when you feel more peaceful with your life, all the trouble that you had inside come out. Yeah. And, and they're still energetic, so they look like little splinter of things, like little shadows. I had a lady who was, she loved her cat and her cat died, but her shadow was coming out in the shape of a cat, and she kept seeing this everywhere, but she don't have a cat anymore. So I told her, listen, the fact that you lost your cat is giving you this grief feeling and you're also shedding a lot of anger because the cat belonged to, there was a whole thing around that cat. But after yeah. she saw the cat, she had made peace. And when she called me, she says, you know what? I don't see that anymore. She told me, I don't see it. It, it never came back. 
Well, that's that's good for her. But um, yeah. No, that's even, good for you. Because yeah, if you stop seeing well, the little yeah, well, that's why I was trying to say, um, I was trying to find the right words to say it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, is after I talked to Matt the other week, um, I had found out where it was like a pressure on me for a while there. And then after those mm-hmm. shadows went away, it was like it was gone. That's it beautiful. Was like a, the depression was, uh, it wasn't a depression, but it was like I was, in a stalemate or something. You know what? Uh-huh. I really move Blanche, Rafi, correct me. Co- a relief, co- That's beautiful. Yeah, correct me if I'm Good wrong, job. but that, I was going to say that exact same thing. It sounds to me, see, here's the thing. Miss Blanche told me that she didn't really end or call. She told me she doesn't really participate with, with you know, um, other podcasts. Okay. She also told me that mm-hmm. that day. Again, she, Blanche is a long-time listener. Um, mm-hmm. She n- new, new but long-time listener. I, right? How long have you been listening to podcast now, Blanche? Well, for months. I've been listening you, to you for months. Several, right, but months. I just, just listen. Uh, I mostly just listen. No, here's the thing, Rafi. She don't call or participate with a lot of people because... She is different. She thinks different. She thinks outside the box. She sees things. She's she's one of us. She's one of, okay? So she fits into the Matrix Beautiful. minds perfectly. She's participating yeah, in the sandbox okay. perfectly. We love her. She loves us. She's finally took up enough gut to call the show. Not just this time, but the other time. Right, Blanche? I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not throwing you under the bus. Yeah, yeah that's it. But I'm turning. This is the second time I've called. But I'm being honest, Raph. But, um. She, maybe that was a healing, yeah. Raphael. Blanche, I think you're beautiful. Um, you, you, you are beginning to brighten. It, you, you're on the journey, sweetheart. So I am very happy that, to hear your voice and you express what's happening with you. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. But um, those white beings that you seen, I, I was curious of how tall they were because I had seen them. So that's why I was curious of how tall they were to you. Yeah. Well, the, the ones that I saw first, the Green Mother, they were... They were over 12, 12 feet tall. They, they, like, the, I don't know, the standard ceiling is how tall, Matt? The standard... Matt. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to you. I can Stand- hear you. You know, the, the one yeah, about I, that I've seen is about between six and seven, yeah. six and seven foot tall. Not, not, not trying to be erratic, but I'm being honest. Between six and seven feet tall is the, the standard average that people see. Yeah, because when I saw them in the house, I was at the hotel in Chichen Itza, and it's a regular hotel room, and the head of it was not visible. It was cut off at the head. Through the so when it hmm. bent down... Then the head came down and it looked like it was coming out of the chest. So I would I would say that that's about 
you know, 12, 13, 14 type uh, as tall as that. Like, that was amazingly tall for me because I'm only five feet tall. Okay. So, well, I'm five. I'm five six, tall. but the ones I saw were about three foot tall, and they were like a. It was, it was like a fluorescent light, but no reflection or you know no shining out, and it was like a solid light, not nothing <clears> you could reach through, or see anything on the other side of. Right. That's usually. That was like you described yours. Yep, that's exactly how I've seen them. That, well, honey, you are on your way to getting there spiritually. You are on the cusp of understanding and, and being in the spiritual realm. I suggest a lot of prayers and a lot of quiet time for yourself, and it's going to manifest where you will get understanding. Do you dream a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, I've seen those all the way back whenever I was um, 18. Actually, <laughs> first time I ever seen them, I was about uh, 9 or 10 years old. But uh, I'm 67 now, so mm -hmm. <laughs> it's been a long time. And I've seen them over the years, off and on. Yeah. But well, I've, when seen, you I've seen a little bit of other stuff, too. Yeah. Ms. That's wonderful, Miss Blanche. I'm gonna really I'm gonna move on here and take another caller. If that's cool with you, is all right? Yes. Nice talking to you. Thank you. All right, Miss Blanche. Take okay. care. Love you. Thank take you. Take care, Blanche. Thank you again. Love you too. For for being part of the right, major spiritual community. That nice talking to you too. Nice talking, Rafi. You know what? Nice I I love love hearing that. All right, you there? Okay, I do believe. Raffaella. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think you poked off the wrong one. I did. Damn it. <laughs> Raffaella, she'll, she'll call back. <laughs> There's too many people up in here. And just as far as I got, I got, I'm going to say... Well, see, usually these people, you guys don't hang up. You guys don't hang up. So in order for me to like keep track of the queue, the call queue. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right, Miss Blanche, go ahead and hang up, and I'll get to, I'll get to the Texas call. I do believe Texas. Oh, okay. All right. Good night, Miss Blanche. <laughs> that is that is great. Hey, uh, hey, hack Texas. Texas, you're unmuted, right? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I'm going to assume this is my girl from my, um, Temple, Texas, right? Temple. Yes, I am. <laughs> Trying to go through the call queue here, I clicked the wrong number for, like, exit, and I, I, I accidentally took Raffaella out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I do. <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you what. Damn. What were you? What were you gonna say? I mean, I, I there she is. There's there she's calling back. Raffaella, don't. I got. I got kicked out. No, yeah, you wanna you know what? You can throw the loaf of bread at me, okay? You can throw <laughs> definitely throw the loaf of bread at me. Temple Texas has called you to say hello. Shout out to you, Rafi from 
uh, I think this is Nancy from Temple, Texas, right? Yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. Nice to hear from you. It's nice to talk to you. I was listening to the other lady, and I, I heard you say something about sometimes the light looks like little bugs. I see that in my bedroom at night. I see orbs on my ceiling, and sometimes I see them on the floor. And other times I see geometric figures right in front of my face that I close my eyes and I open them, they're still there. Uh, an unusual thing happened not too long ago. I walked outside and I could see look like glitter coming from me onto um, a thing that I had in the garage, and I couldn't figure out what that was. So I went in the house, and I went to the bedroom mirror, and I took a picture, and I was covered in these little tiny lights. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You have... I don't know if you've had this all your life or you just recently noticed it, but you have what is called the light body already functioning. You know, so what I suggest <laughs> that you do is that you take a lot of pictures of your face. You take a lot of pictures of your eyes. You're going to see in your eyes two light anomalies that come out of nowhere and squeeze your retina. And then you're going to see those lights, like a bunch of little chips all over your eyes. That means that you already have light, a spiritual light living inside of you. What's what the, the Christians call the Holy Spirit. A lot of people think you have to be totally sacred and holy to have light in your body. But the light comes in your body when you start to feel comfortable with yourself as a person. You know that you're a good person. You know you do things for the right reason. You go out of your way to help other people. And if you like to pray and read spiritual books, then you're calling for an energy. You know, here's the thing. Even people that are Christians, they believe in the Holy Spirit, but they don't know how it enters. You could be doing the dishes and singing a song or maybe a gospel song and you sing it the right way and you're feeling the true, what they call the true spiritual feeling inside your heart, you start to manifest light in your body. Now, are you feeling pain anywhere? Like, do you go to bed? Is there pain in your legs? There are pains in your arms? There are pains in your back? Because sometimes when you start seeing the glittery lights, on your face or, you know, on different parts of your body, if it's already in your room, it's definitely going to be inside of you. So a lot of the people who start seeing the light orbs are having some sort of discomfort, especially at night when they see it the most. I want you to use your phone, take pictures all over the room when you feel them. You can also say to the energy in the room, manifest yourself so that I can see you in my pictures because I want to get to know you in God's name. And always talk in holiness to it because you want to attract what is called divine essence, the white light. Okay. I am really interested to see that. So make sure you have my name. Hit me up on Messenger. 
send me some of those pictures. I can show you some of my pictures to give to get you on the right track because this is a very important time for you. A lot of people think that orbs are coming from the dearly departed, they're coming from all these different places. These orbs are coming from your body. And there's a book on orbs, and, and the guy is expressing that he's in a cemetery. But there's a lot of orbs in a cemetery when people go to visit. It's not coming from the dead. And, uh, and I learned that after I started to see them coming out of me. Uh, there was a video that I had on, on my page that I'm talking, and all these orbs are coming out of my chest and out of my hair and out of my hands. And I had to really think about what I was talking about to manifest such a thing. And my kids, I said, well, we see you do that all the time. And to them, it's no big deal. And I'm like, what? That's a big thing. You should be excited. Right. You know? Yeah. But they're like, eh. You know? But, no, I'm excited for you. Please take my name down. And if you, if you catch any of them, there's different colors, then I can uh, help you to figure out what's happening because sometimes when you look at them, you could tell what's happening in your life and how things are getting better. When you start to see these lights, things are definitely getting better or going to get better. So be very happy and positive about that. That's beautiful. It's really actually started happening after I visited a shaman that uh, I asked her to teach me uh, Native American healing. She told me that I was one of her. I was like her. I was her kind and that she was going to teach me. But she, my first lesson was I had to read a book by Ruby Nelson, and it's called The Book of Everything. And before That's that, we didn't have a concrete idea of God or Jesus or anybody. It changed my entire life in the way that I think. Oh, it, it's bingo. Just the most amazing. Bingo, but, Nancy. You, 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 yes, you're hitting you it on the head. It's a said, you, your host, you've got light in you. you got light in you. Do you hear in your mind someone talking or ta expressing things to you? All the time. Okay, so that, that explains it. That's, that's I, it, right there. You get a question for the both you I, ladies, the, both you, Miss Nancy and Rafi. Miss Tammy Bottom in the, in the Matrix chat sandbox asks if these are, are or what's known as sprites. Sprites, P-S-P-R-I-T-E-S, -S, sprites. Yeah, a lot of people call them sprites, and a lot of people, when they see the sprites, they think that they're like elves or fairies okay. and a lot of people will say oh I saw a fairy today but unless they're in the woods and they're seeing them in their home I can assure you that's coming out of your body and that's even more exciting and more interesting when you start to track yourself take pictures as many as you can and you're going to see them and that's going to be validation for you that they're yours Wow. Okay. Very good. I, do I have time for oh, honey, question you, you, or you, I, I, Hang on a second. I don't even think. You've got the rest of the entire night. How's that? <laughs> oh, please. I am so excited with you. Please ask. I am, like, excited to the max to hear that you are in the light body. That's what it's called, 
the light body. It makes me pretty excited, too. Um, I took a class. It's been a few years back. And uh, the teacher there said that uh, she recognized me when I came in. And, and I said, well, I've never met you before. And she said, no, I didn't mean that kind of recognition. She said, I knew when I met you that you would be the one to take my place. And she taught uh, classes on animal communication and um, different things like that it was out of Houston. And so I, uh, I took this class with her, and she wanted me to meet her business partner, which I did. And the two of them said that they needed to muscle test me for, uh, to see if I was a Pleiadian, and I really thought they were out of their minds. And uh, they muscle tested me and said, yes, I was, and I still thought they were out of their mind. And so they, they asked me to read a book called um, Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Mancinia. Oh, boy. Mancinniac. Oh, boy. And I started reading it, and it was so repetitious and so boring that I'd go to sleep after about three pages. But I got about halfway through the book, and weird things started happening. To me, I was um, I woke up one morning to the sound of a very large dog coming down the hall. I had a little tiny dog in bed with me, and she raised up and barked. I could hear this dog; it was so heavy, I could hear the feet on the carpet, but I could also hear the panting, the heavy panting. When she barked, it went away, and I couldn't figure out how a dog could possibly get into my apartment much less how would one get away at the sound of her bark. That seemed unusual, but I blew it off. A few days later, I am sitting on the couch watching TV, and she is next to me, and I see this animal come down the hall and into the kitchen. It didn't, I knew it was a dog, but it didn't look like any dog I'd ever seen before. It wasn't a dog from this planet, I don't, I'm not sure what it was, but I just knew somehow that it was a dog. Now, that was weird, but it didn't seem weird at the time. It seemed perfectly natural. Uh, a couple of days later, I see another dog pass right in front of me, and it just seems perfectly natural for it to be there. Mm. Then I wake up one morning, and the room is spinning really fast and I'm closing my eyes I open them again the room is still spinning I close them I open them two or three times the room is still spinning I look over at some pictures on the wall and they look literally like they're melting and flowing down the wall and I thought my god I'm having a heart attack I'm having a stroke there's something wrong with me I'm probably crazy right right so I close my for a long time and I finally open them the bed is not spinning anymore the wall is not melting anymore and things sink back to normal but i put the book down because it scared the crap out of me <clears throat> oh my what gosh experience. Right. what was the name of that book if i'm gonna get it it's called bringers of the dawn i know exactly which book you're talking about nancy did you read it i have read it i have read it <laughs> And when I'll tell you what, it, Did you, it's a very deep, very deep book. Um, it is. I, I also want to share and with you after after the show. 
after the show is over with, I want you to look me up on, on Facebook through, uh, through Mike, okay? There is a video I want to share with you, okay? And, and everybody will, uh, I will share okay. with everybody here too. The name of that video is the Pleiadian Wake-Up Call. I will, I will, I personally, Pleiadian. the Pleiadian Wake-Up Call, I personally want to send it to you because of what you said, Okay. Well, and I, okay. real Rafi can verify with with me telling you this. What kind of feelings and emotions did you get? Did you get any feelings and, co and emotions connections when you you experienced these things? Because that I felt was, like it was nothing at all. Like it, I had just been. It had always been there. It did not seem unusual. Sounds to me like she's starting to wake up, Raph. Well, it's even more than that. I am super excited, and I'm going to check out this book. Let me tell you something about books. I have bought books that I threw away in the trash because they were not doing anything. When you read a book about spiritual stuff, if the writer is in light they will push light on their readers. Their wordings and the way they precisely put things in there is to wake people up. I used to write a lot of stuff on the mystical. You could still see some in my early writings on Facebook. I would say go back 2012 or 2010. And I stopped. You, Matt can say, I don't write anymore any spiritual stuff. I don't talk about how I feel about God anymore on Facebook. I don't express what deities and how I pray. or You know, I just give wisdom. I stopped talking religiously because I had the effect like that on people. And people would start to think it's the wrong thing. So if you read that book, and if you didn't have it before you read that book, that that book has helped you assimilate into the light body because you're already born with the propensity to evolve spiritually. So you were already ready from birth. But we have to be to remembering or to activate that part of us in some way. Sometimes it's an experience. Some people, if they got married, or some people, if someone died, some kind of, of, of event in your life can trigger the light body. And a lot of the times, you can trigger the light body depending on what you read. I have a total of about 50 books um, that have triggered people like that. And one of them was the dragon doesn't live here anymore. I, I, there's only one book that's called that. And it's, it's about spirituality. It, and it's got some, it has a twist between pagan and, and um, Christian. It's a very lovely book. It's mm -hmm. a lot of poetry. It's easy reading. But it affected a lot of my students. And 
because it affected my students in a positive way, I put it as part of our book repertoire, our, you know, uh, reading list. So Mm -hmm. keep track of your dreams, write down all your experiences, have a journal just for them, because believe me, that's, this is only the beginning, you know, and you're going to see the manifestations of light on your body like I was explaining to the other lady. But books, I, I'm very picky about what I read. The same way you can get a good thing out of a book, you can get a bad thing. I was a little concerned when you say you kept seeing the dogs because I've had a lot of people talk to me about the dogs, but you didn't seem to be afraid of the dog. You were very matter-of-fact with the dog. So your frequency is very easy because I used to be able to hear when I first started what the neighbors were saying across the street. So you can also be pulling in something that's happening somewhere else in real time happening in your room. So I would hear the neighbors talking, and I would think they're right outside my door. And when I go outside to look, they're in their house. But I know their voices. They're my friends. They're my neighbors. I could hear everything happening in their house. And my husband used to say, you're crazy. I don't hear shit. I'm like, but they're saying this and this and that. And then I would go over there and ask them, were you guys talking late last night? I don't want to say, oh, what you're saying exactly, because then they'll think I'm eavesdropping. But that drove me crazy. But, but if you're seeing the dog, you didn't feel scared or concerned. What did you feel? What, just thought it was odd? I didn't feel anything. It just seemed like they should be there. It they didn't upset me. I didn't feel scared of them. I just saw them and thought the, the really, truly, what I, what was going on in my head is this is bizarre, yet it feels perfectly normal to me. I, I'm not upset by this. I don't. What's odd is that I don't think it's odd. See, I, I get like that, that Nancy. Was the whole, that's exactly where I'm at with you because I've had people – in my ledgers, it talked to me about dogs coming in or animals coming in and being in their presence, just like you said, and they're freaking out. They think it's the hounds of death or the uh, or oh. they got ideas and they're scared. But the fact that you're not scared is very interesting and it's beautiful because you're dimensionally moving in your house. This was in your house, yeah? was in my house, yes, in Galveston. Does it, did you move? Does it happen? Has it happened in a new place if you've moved? It, has, it hasn't happened since I put that book down. The only reason I put it down was uh, whatever happened that morning that I was trying to wake up. I don't know if I was coming back into my body from traveling somewhere. <sighs> I don't know if I'd, I didn't know if I'd been abducted. <sighs> but that's what's wasn't the animals at all. They were perfectly fine. I, they could have stayed with me. Yeah, so that just means that you were with these animals some other time in your deep conscious or unconscious. You already knew what they were, but the fact I listen, you gotta pick that book up 
and we're going to be the scientists. <laughs> and we're going to okay. see if it happens again. If, you know, because this is very interesting. You know, I, I, Matt, is there any way that I can give her my number, but I don't give it to everybody because I'll get a million phone calls? Yeah, just give me one second. <laughs> Let me, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hang on. Go right ahead. Go right ahead, Rafi. <clears throat> I'll play. I'll play some. I'll play some music here, and uh. Okay, that How I can unmute the right. I can definitely unmute you. Okay, good deal. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now you are. You are. You are definitely. You are unmuted, Rafi. Ugh. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I. I, I, I look at spirituality with a scientific mind, and I don't make illusions. And I know when people tell me things, and I can feel it inside of me that what they're telling me is taking them in the right direction. And I'm very excited for the things that you just said because most people jump into fear. And I really would like for you to now catalog any new situation that can come from reading that book. Okay. And I'm going to buy it and I'm going to read it and then we shall see because... It could be so many things with spirituality. That's why I tell people, treat it like your science. If it happened on that day, write down the date and the time and exactly what you felt. And, it, and more important, your, your internal feelings. If you were scared, whatever. All these things, you write them down. And then okay. you, can, you can go back to what you were reading Books that do manifestation are not going to be easy books to read. Like that book that I gave that gentleman earlier, The Light Emerging, I've had students for years that only get to the third chapter. And the third chapter fi fixes their problems. And then they stop reading it. And I tell them, listen, that was just a little hiccup. Read the whole book. Go through the whole, even in my classrooms, people fail their courses because they didn't want to move any further because they were feeling things or seeing things, and it, it didn't matter how much I told them that's part of the opening of your third eye, you need to continue. You Once that third eye is open, you're going you're gonna to see things in different dimensions, you're going to... See, the third dimension only says, if I'm looking at a cup, I can see the front and the sides of it. I cannot see the back of it. Okay. You understand? That's it, three sides. That first, That's why it's called the third dimension. Is that third but dimension? It sounds like I hear a radio when there's no noise. There's nothing. It's very quiet. I hear a radio that sounds like it's between stations. It's very staticky. Is that the your voice? Oh, my God. And, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Sometimes I hear music. Somebody stop her. <laughs> I'll 
also talk to the dead and communicate with animals. <laughs> Girl, you are, yep, yeah, you're in it. That's how I started. It drove, I, I got divorced. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I got divorced. My husband thought I was crazy. He, um, we would be in bed and he would be like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, you. No, I was asleep. You know, like I could see another him talking to me. And one, one time he saw himself talking to him and he ran out of the bathroom and he was so scared. It took him like a month to say, uh, well, I think I saw what you were seeing and it was me. And then I said, oh, my God. And, and then we got into the conversation and I said, can you please tell the kids? And he said, no, I don't want to talk about it. But he was scared to death. And I told him, you see, I'm not crazy. And he would not talk about it. And in the same way you hear that radio, like you're moving it and it goes, and then you hear something, and then you, like you're messing with the dial on, a, on an old radio. That's, That's how it. you're tuning, you're tuning into dimensional space. Oh, Lord. I like it. Yep. <laughs> no, it's what, like it. That's the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to... It's a little scary for some people at first. So the fact that you're not scared is wonderful because now you can be curious about the realm of God. Hey, I, I got to chime in here for a second, ladies. Hey, Nancy, let me, let me share something with you, okay? So okay. my wife knows... My wife knows that I am under a lot of stress at the moment and I'm going through some emotional shit like like business-wise and the show's about to like really really take off. I'm just saying like I'm just being honest. It's really good things, but yet my my personal life is like chaotic, right? Um right. I I'm sharing this I'm sharing this with you to to I guess throw this out to everybody. Miss Raffi gave me an opportunity to have a like a little retreat. It was just me and her. Again, I've known her for for quite some time now. She knows I wouldn't hurt her. She wants me to come down there, sit with her, and just just work one on one with me. What do you What do you think? What does everybody think? Should I take up that offer? Absolutely, you're crazy if you don't. I would kill for a chance like that. See, absolutely you should do it. Something inside me, Nancy, is actually scared shitless to do it. I'll tell you that. You know why? Because I don't know the out why? I don't know the outcome. Um, I, I, I here have you ever heard of Drunvalo? It's exciting. I know yes, I agree with you, it's exciting. Have you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Drunvalo Mulkizadek? No. Okay, Drunvalo Mokizadek. I studied under one of his teachers for about a, almost a year, and was like, because I've done this, I've studied all of this, these things: religion, archaeology, Scientology, metaphysics, ufology, for fifteen years plus. Egypt. I've always loved Egypt from the time I was fifteen, sixteen years old. Loved it. So I've always been intrigued about that and studied these things deeply. I mean, deeply. And religion was the other one. So what's funny is 
I waste I pretty much wasted my money going to Drunvalo Melchizedek school because even their teach even the teachers like Matt, you're like you're here and our students are here. We can't you, you need to go to the next level above us or the next level here, which is like working one on one with Drumvalo and, and his other team. I'm going Man, I am not. I'm not gonna put out that much money just to like have them tell me some other stupid shit. So I was like, almost like a waste of money. So by me having the opportunity to go with Rafi, right, is I'm, it's like almost overwhelming to me because I know she, I know in my heart that she is above that. You follow me? It scares the shit oh, out of me. Sorry. Oh, I, I think it would be marvelous. Just oh. what do you have to say? I, I really would like, and, and I've been approached, when I closed my center, I told myself that if I was going to teach again, it would be on a one-on-one -on -one with people who really wanted not to be in the new age scene, but wanted to connect with something bigger. And, you know, like, I don't let people know how much into God I am because you're supposed to not do that, you know. But I am a seeker and a mystic. My whole life as a child, I've been seeing stuff. And people tell me not to talk about it. And I repressed it um, for from the time I was 18. I had my first daughter at 23. By the time I was 30... I would not talk about it. From 30 to 35, entering 36 years old, it all hit me like a smack in the face. Wow. At that time, I had my youngest son, and he was totally neglected because spirit took me. It took me away from my family. And my husband, he, he didn't, he, you know, he's an, an American guy, white. <laughs> He didn't do any religion, and so we were, we were really having the battles because I had no support and no way of figuring all this stuff out. I had to learn, and when I learned, I, I was put in for hood, and people were like, oh, I'm seeing this on base, because on base you could see a lot of junk, and then they, I ended up having uh, little uh, groups to talk about religion, the one-on-one -on -one with people in my house on Wednesday nights. My husband was gone. He did duty uh, because he's a soldier. And so all the wives in my neighborhood were free because they were from the same platoon. So they would come to my house and we would talk about God and talk about Jesus. And then it turned out that we were talking about experiences and, and, and a lot of paranormal stuff. And that turned into a school of metaphysics and spiritual development. Damn. And I've been at school for 20 years, and I've dealt with, I would say, when we first started, thousands of people a week on the phone, uh, conferences, uh, other people came from other towns. I dealt with the Catholic Church, the Mormon Church, uh, <laughs> and the Mormon Church really liked what we were saying about spirit. But they didn't like the fact that most of my teachers were women. And so that was a little bit of a difference. But 
I want to do it on a one-on-one with people because it is very draining when you sit in a circle. I I think I I tapped on this earlier, and you have one person who's not in it for the same in the same magnitude, and they can bring in some negative stuff. Because spirituality is an open channel, just like you say, dialing that dial on the radio, and it goes. You might hit and then get it like I'm going to use this term, an angel talking to you. And if you lose that dial and you go again, and then you have something really negative talking to you. And these things can manifest in your body. We talked on the last show about possession, um, hosting, and channeling, different things that happen to the body when the body starts to tune itself into a higher frequency. I so, miss that. Good things or bad yeah. things happen. That was Monday, Nancy. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, that show was was, was off the hook. It, it really was. Go back. I mean, it, it's it's if um, if Mike <clears throat> if Mike can get you know what again, try to friend me on Facebook. If I'm I'm friends with Mike. Okay. Look me up, and I'll I'll point you in the right direction where Mike can give you the link to Monday night's show. Raffi was on there, and okay. she. The reason I have her on here now, discussing the myth, and, the myths and the legends of of Shasta and Devil's Tower, is because there's a lot of spiritual connection uh, that goes along with these legends and these myths. Like like Raffi just just said earlier, these aren't legends. Okay, these are teachings that. The, the the powers that be want to just say, oh, these are myths and legends. These are teachings that are being like covered up by the words myth or legend. Follow what she's saying? These are actual teachings. Here, here's if, if everybody woke up to all of these supernatural things, let's call them supernatural things, mm-hmm. people would cling closer to God than to what they're selling us on TV and all over the world. Right. No doubt about it. And we wouldn't be easily, we wouldn't be easily uh, deceived by what they're selling. And all of that. Yeah. It it is God. It absolutely is. It is God. Had I not read the book of everything, I would not know that. The book of everything. Good book. It puts God's spirit, spirituality, in a way that you can see it and feel it inside yourself. Meanwhile, when you it read, really you you feel like God is in heaven somewhere else, but you can't reach it. The point <laughs> that Jesus always made it very clear. And Jesus, if you read the accounts of Jesus from the Gnostic, they're not Christians. It, it, they explain to you everything Jesus did, how he did it, and especially how you should do it. I want you to go on YouTube and get the, the Gospel of Peace. The Gospel of and Peace? The Gospel of Peace. It was it was a gospel that was given by Jesus, and it was hidden. The church didn't want anybody to learn this. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it 
Jesus himself is telling you exactly what you need to do to live on earth and know him, but to be like him. It sounds like... He tells you how to... They tell you how to purify your body. It shows you what to eat. It tells you how the bad things get in there. And it tells you exactly how to get rid of reptilian, uh, any kind of negative, intrusive attachment, like possession. Oh, Lord, I'm in fourth failure right now. I'm in fourth stage kidney failure right now. You no, no so, wait, let, let me say something in regard to that, Miss Nancy. And I I, I okay. I've been around for quite some time. I'm I'm only forty five, but I've been around this specific avenue for quite some time. Okay. You need to be very careful what you just said because you are healing and getting stronger every day, even though you are in what? Stage four. Okay. But guess what? Tomorrow, tomorrow and the next hour is a completely new hour. Tomorrow is a completely new day. Miss Nancy, you have got it within you. To heal you. That's what you have. Listen to that gospel. If you can get the book, read it and listen to it. At first, you need to listen to it on the headset and be quiet someplace like you're laying down. And then do exactly what he says. But tell it that you want to heal your kidneys. You know, I've had people that have come to me with many different things and they've healed themselves and nobody can explain it you know because you're now telling your body you're linking your body and you're linking your mind to what is divine Mm -hmm. and and i'm gonna tell you because i'm very honest and very clear if your time is coming and god wants you that's going to happen but you also have what god gave us is free will and if you want to will to live longer, to be healthier, you can do it. You, you know, I've been terrified of thinking about what my next stage is, if, if this is not stalled or, or stopped or I'm healed or something. And I, I've been thinking about, well, you know, I need to get my things in order. And, and I, was half, I, I was half thinking of it the other day, and I, I walked by... Uh, the television said, and it was on uh, George Norrie, and believe it or not, and it happened to have a woman on there who'd had a near-death experience, and as I walked by, she said that she was talking to God. He said to her, she didn't, she didn't want to leave. She said where she was was so beautiful and so much love, she didn't want to leave, and he said, your work has not started yet. And when that happened, as I walked right by that TV, it was exactly like he said it to me. I got cold chills all up and down my body. Synchronicity, and I, I'm baby. getting chills now. Synchronicity, I got baby. chills talking. Oh, wow, yeah. The yeah. hair stood up on the back of my head. I was going to say that. I, I'm getting chills listening to you. I'm getting oh. chills listening to you, honey. I want you to call me, and we're going to read that book, and we're going to work on 
you're changing your thoughts because my sister-in-law, if you go on my page, you go to the album. One of the first album was when I first shaved my head because I deal with a lot of people with cancer and I do also bereavement and I help transition people who are in hospice. And there is the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead has taught me how to move people from this life to the next, and we talk to them about certain things and do certain things before they pass. But a lot of the people that I've dealt with that the doctors say they're going to pass never pass when the doctor says. If they start out to handle themselves in, a, in an emotional, rational, spiritual way and just dealing between God and their bodies and their own emotions your emotions are very powerful and when you start to to tell your mind listen i'm in control here and my heart is talking i'm ready to do this and this and that you are now restructuring your entire body because you've also changed the way you're thinking you allow god to think for you Here's what I would do. This is what my sister-in-law did. I said, you know what? You're afraid of dying? Get your shit in order. You know exactly what's going to happen. Put everything in writing. Go see the lawyer. Get it ready. Because if God wants you, he's going to take you. It doesn't matter what you do. But if exactly. you get yourself ready and you're not scared, because this is, this is when it happens. When you get yourself ready to go, you stop being scared and you start talking to God correctly. Okay? Wow. Get your shit in order. Do it all. Make sure you got what your house is doing, what the money's doing. You get it all prepared. Even the dress you're going to wear and hang it up. And you say, God, I know that if you want me, I'm ready. But can I please stay? This is what I would do. <laughs> I want to go here and start if you want to go to the Bahamas because you haven't been, make the make the the unbucket list. Not the bucket list, but the unbucket list. Because I'm going to live, I'm going to go here, and I'm going to do that. And you start getting ready to do that too. Well, Sedona is going to be my first place I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm ready to go. I'm packed. But guess what? I also got another suitcase that wants to go to the Bahamas. God, let's let's do this. Miss Nancy, absolutely. I gotta say something. Yes, it works. We it works. It works. Ladies, look. I know it. Because I, fear is the is the mind killer. Fear is the killer. <coughs> you cannot. Be You're right. You're absolutely right. Ladies, it does something yep. to your body. All right, yes, mm -hmm. all right, Miss Rafi, Miss Nancy. Yes. You guys have already yes. said your hellos. Uh, and you love one another. <laughs> you guys have already shared one another's phone numbers. Or Rafi shared, right? We usually don't even take... This show usually wraps up in an hour and a half on Wednesday. Okay? We are right now at three and a half. Come almost going at three and a half hours. So... Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. No, it's not your fault. Trust me. It's not... When, when we get going, it, I'm not going to stop the momentum of the show. I'm just not. If you guys want to talk, right. I'm going to let you talk. Okay? But <laughs> at three and a half hours, I'm indeed 
the video, whenever I try to compress it down and I share it, is going to be absolutely astronomical. And my, my manager producer is going to sh shit whenever sh they see this. But sorry, <laughs> no big deal. Look, I want, I want nobody, Miss Nancy, nobody leaves this show without saying, saying something very positive to humanity. Okay, but on that note, I want to say this. Because Monday, it was shared of the Matrix, the, the brainiacs that have followed this podcast and this, this, this family of people, okay? They want somehow to meet, okay? And you mentioned Sedona. Uh -huh. Rafi, you mentioned, some, where did you mention last night you wanted to go and, and speak? The Mago, Mago Retreat in Sedona. It's beautiful. <laughs> now, in the middle of the desert. <laughs> I would love you to You live go. right by there? Uh, I don't live, well, I live in Temple, so, you know, but I can get to Sedona. I'm retired. I can get to Sedona. Do you see where I'm going here? Synchronicity yeah. is all really starting to line up. <laughs> and Mike, yeah, Mike. I, I, Mike's being a smart ass here. He says, do I get a finder's fee for this? I just, oh, bro. I love you. He is, I tell you Mike what, is my ex. I, I do. I, I dig yeah. Mike, man. Me and Mike. Me and Mike. We piss on everybody's parade and laugh at it. And then like fist bump and like we go our way. I'm going to tell you now, man. Me and Mike get, oh, man. We got we got, I got a couple friends that me, me and him like, oh, we, we wrangle them, man. Mar Marnie Slater, shout out to you, sweetheart. We, oh yeah, we, we pick on her. And uh, Michelle Noble, oh, we, we, we totally, totally like, I don't know, we troll that chick. I've heard some of those stories, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But look, Ms. Nancy, nobody leaves the Matrix Minds here without saying something positive about their experience here. And or like just sharing some love to humanity. So you do that, think positive, and I'm, I want us, I want you to have you back here again. Please tell me you'll start following the podcast, I and we want you to. to I will start making podcasts, definitely. Now that I know about them, I'll be there. Awesome. Well, well I'm going to pray that God. Thank you so much, so very much. Uh, the information on the books, on Right now, I'm wide awake, and I'm going to start reading Bringers of the Dawn. Do it. Do it. Don't forget your research. I want to know. Definitely, and I will, uh, I will text you and ask when it's a good time to call. So you, you, well, can, you, can, you can call me any time in the morning or late in the evening. I'm always up. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Both of you. Miss Nan Nancy, yeah, like remember, remember, Miss Nancy. Wonderful. Pleasure to talk to you. Nancy, remember what I tried to tell you the Pleiadian wake up call. You look me up and I will give it to you directly. Promise. Definitely. I want to see that for sure. All right. I want to see that. Definitely. I, I'll okay. get it going. All right, Miss Nancy. Good night to you. Have a you too, honey. Bye bye. 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 Good night. Good night. Miss Raffaella Joyce oh, I'm Smith. So excited for you. <laughs> yes. It's just me and you, darling. What's what's going on? What's happening, huh, stuff? 
Oh my God. All right. I'm going to ask you, my dear, to say, say something, say something positive to everybody listening to you, listening to us, listen, listening to the podcast here. Pot is positive. Myths turned into legends and legends turned into, well, spiritual teachings and we never even knew it. Thank you everyone for being here today. I really appreciate um, being able to share myself with you guys. And if I'm able to help you in some way, it is a blessing for me as it might be for you. Thank you again. And I hope to be able to be of service to all of you one more time. I love you all and have a good night. And I will see you again at the Matrix Mind with Matt. Uh, Thank you. Bless you, sweetheart. We'll catch you later. All right. Once again. Good night, Matt. Good night, darling. See you. Appreciate you. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you too, Thank Ms. Raff. All right, man. Turn up this music in the background a little bit. Absolutely. Damn, man. Three, three hours and 26 minutes. Woo! Wow. Man, oh man, oh man. I just, they're like, I don't know what to say. I really don't. It's like, huh. Can't, nah, not do that, Abe. Just, uh. Wait. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. All right, man, everybody. Goodbye. No, not yet, Abe. Look, I want to tell everybody I appreciate you for tuning into the Matrix of Minds podcast. As you guys know, this show is indeed sponsored by you, the listening audience. I definitely want to give a shout out to one of my sponsors this prior week, Miss Megan Scott. She is a reader advisor and a telepathic medium. You guys can go to thematrixmind.live, look her up, and uh, get, a, get a spiritual reading. She will help guide you. She does amazing, amazing readings. She's done a life path, a past life reading on myself. I want to say this is the third time now. It's like I'm hooked. I love her to death. So, yeah, man, you guys, you guys are the reason I'm here. You guys are the reason why I keep doing what I'm doing. This show, again, is sponsored and made possible by you. If you guys feel it in your heart to donate, go to the shop, go to the website, smash that donate button, and we will continue to do what we do. You guys are the Matrix Breakers, the ones at the tip of the spear, without a doubt. I love you with all my heart. I do. I appreciate. I really, really appreciate you guys for tuning in. You are definitely going to want to be with me on on Friday night at ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time. If I can take you here to the the podcast, excuse me, the site. I'm going to have with me a very very special guest. This girl here will blow your mind. I I I I know her as what would be called the girl that walks dimensions that's right the girl who walks between worlds i cannot give you any more detail because because this girl wishes to remain anonymous and i'm going to keep it that way what i am going to do is tell you that she reminds me and she's got the life story of what would be known as ishtar that's right, Ishtar, Inanna, the reincarnated goddess, the girl who walks between worlds, 
and Nana will be joining me live here on the Matrix Minds on Friday, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss that show either. I promise you. It indeed is going to be an awesome, awesome time. So you guys continue to do what you're doing. You guys are the change you want to see. Keep changing because right before your mind and right before your eyes within your mind, it's, it's happening. Once again, everybody, catch you guys later. Matt with Matrix Minds. Peace out.